listening to the Dad's Gone Wild podcast. Uh, yeah. Sweet it is. Awesome. What up, dudes? Welcome back to the Dad's Gone Wild podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Alderson. Joining me is Mr. Andrew Fountain. Andy, how's it going, dude? What's going on? You yeah. You, you 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 faked me out. I I, I wasn't expecting the uh, the the Deftones uh, knife party you know yeah, song well, after the intro, but I, I liked it. The white it, pony. It, it was it was a uh, it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, that's a classic, man. We gotta do more. We gotta do more of that. Is that a, is that considered like a deep cut now? <laughs> I think it is. They've got like what seven albums? That's like their third album, and it's. You know, it's not something that's like in the rotation for probably most people. Because like I want to, they got like nine albums, I, I think. Uh, Adrenaline around yeah. the fur, around the fur, uh, White Pony, uh, self-titled yeah. Saturday Night Wrist, Diamond Eyes, Koi, Gore. Oh, Gore! Yeah, and, this is like and nine. and then. Uh, and Ohms. So what is that? Nine or ten? I, I don't know. I kind of yeah. lost count. But yeah. Anyway, sorry. Just yeah. that, that you said that, I was like, wait a minute. It is a deep cut. It's se- it's seven albums ago. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. It's crazy. And like one of my friends down here, he's a huge Deftones fan. He loves Steph Carpenter. He's got a couple of his guitars. Um, and like his favorite album is like, he really likes some of the newer stuff, like Diamond Eyes. Oh um, yeah, I, well, but, that's but a whole like, other conversation we should have at some point. Is is talking about the ranking of those, and really, maybe that's a time when D Hustle is going to be on. We could talk about that because there's a lot of people that I've read that have said Diamond Eyes is their like second best album or third best album. Like, yeah, we'll have yeah White we'll have Pony to... and then Diamond Eyes. So yeah, that'd be a good good thing for us to uh, to rap about at some point. Yeah, we'll have to bring them back on. Yeah. <laughs> that that was um, another one that when you dropped that last week that caught me off guard again. I'm like, yeah. oh man, that was excellent. Yes, that's a that's a good one. Um but yeah, like I was telling him, like uh Around the Fur is like my favorite album. He's like, Yeah, you know, haven't really listened to it too much, but uh yeah, we'll have to have him back on and uh t- well, and talk about you're that. You're saying your buddy down in, in, in uh Columbus is like yeah. isn't as familiar with Around the Fur. See, that's hilarious. Yeah, so he's He's a he's a younger younger chap, you know. He's like in his late twenties, so he's, um, you know, we got a few years on him, yeah. Um, But without further ado, 
I'd like to bring back our dear friend, Ryan Dosky. Sorry, sorry about that. We got caught up a little bit. How you doing, man? Welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining. Oh, no problem. I was just happy to listen. I'm, I'm uh, not so familiar with Deftones, so I was just getting oh, a little education a there. No, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I'm just not – I'm not uh, – I'm <laughs> not, not uh, What's the word? Uh, uh, you guys are like – Way, way up there, and I'm way down here. I just nerded out on Deftones. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I I swear to God, I I was like, I know Dosky, you're a big Aerosmith fan. Oh, Um, yeah. And I was was gonna, and like the song that popped in my head was Love in an Elevator. And I was like, that's a good song. I was like, should I have like three guys on a show listening to Love on an Elevator together? (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up going with uh, something a little bit. Closer to to my heart with the Deftones, but I'll I'll remember that because I I've got I've got some uh, Aerosmith. I mean, dude. Yeah, there you'll, you'll find something. I mean, we could okay. go with Arm. We could go with that Armageddon song. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I hit that on accident. <laughs> That's great. Who is that? Is that a voiceover? It's is that, it's, is that what are you? A, is that you? It's a drop I made to introduce Danny last week. That's so awesome. Because <laughs> he won the our fantasy championship and his team name's D Hustle. Yeah, can we not bring that up? That'd be great. Oh yeah, that's right. You were the uh, official runner up. Man, was that brutal? I just I didn't even sh- I didn't even show up. You know what? I'd re- I'd rather I'd rather get blown out though than have it be really cl- like the way your dad lost to oh, yeah, Scott. <laughs> what, what what was that? Was that two one hundredths of a point or something? Oh, it was. Yeah, it literally was like it was like point two, right? Or like point oh two. It was point oh two. Yes, two two one hundredths of a point. Yeah. Insane. That's what you call oh. a bad beat. Y- yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly a bad beat. Um. Did, um, Andy, did you go to Dosky's or Danny's this past weekend for his tailgate thing? Yeah, yeah, I did. How was that? Oh, it was decent. No, not decent. It was it was fun. It was just it was outside, so it was cold. Yeah, um, but, but we talked about it last week. Time, I was there. Shit, I got there like just after five o'clock. I didn't leave till almost midnight. Holy shnikes! Oh, wow. You guys must watch. you must have watched all the games then. Well, I mean the. Oh, you, okay. You got there at five, yeah. Yeah. So we watched like this, like the second two, the second, the the four o'clock round and the eight o'clock round. Saints Bears, and then the, it was like I think I got there and it was like almost it was approaching halftime. And then, Saints and Bears. So, yeah, and, and then and then so we, but then I watched the rest of that and then watched the you know watched the um, evening uh, evening game and I don't know we were, we hung off for a little while we had a nice little spread we had some. Some sandwiches and. Did you guys have uh, chicken wings, booby tassels? We had. We did, uh, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff uh, got some got some wings, and we had Cabela subs. We had wings. We had, uh, you know, just chips and salsa. It was it was good. It was, it was, it was, it, it, I mean, it was cold though. I mean, like yeah. I, I had these. I bought these nice uh, nice boots this this year because I didn't have, like I didn't have a good pair and. Uh, it wasn't until like the very very end my toes started to get a little bit cold. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna tell us your your feet were getting kind of sweaty. <laughs> no, 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 those were my hands. So I had two pairs yeah. of gloves on. Was, yeah, was, the whole time. Yeah. And then I was cold. <laughs> and I was sweaty. Awesome, cool. I was so pissed that I, I couldn't make that. We had a we had a COVID scare at Wyatt school. It turned out to be a false positive, so that was great. Oh shit! Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's. 
That's uh yeah, but then we got a phone, we got an email like Thursday evening, and then uh, it's false know. alarm. Oh yeah, we found out Thursday evening that he was maybe contacted Tuesday, so that kind of shut us down. And we're just like, okay, well, we can't go to work. We got to go get tested and get all this shit figured out. Yeah, and it turns out the person that thought they were positive went and got tested again. And they are negative, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Um, just over that stuff. Yeah, yeah, ready for that to fucking end. Um, but uh, yeah, moving on to some of the a couple topics before we get into some Lions NFL playoffs and some NHL stuff. Um, breaking news this evening: Urban Meyer was hired by officially hired by the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the internet is going insane. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's quoting his his uh, press his presser from like two years ago. Where he's like, "I believe I will never coach again," and then. <laughs> the news breaks today and people are like, well, that didn't take long. <laughs> I, I have to remember that he got the, he kind of left Ohio state right before they got caught doing some shit. Right. So remember there was the that, whole thing. There was like headaches or something, right? What? Like he said, he, he said he had some kind of brain issue and then all of a sudden just like uh, went away. Wasn't there something yeah, like that? He, he's yeah. He had health issues, but before the season started that year, there was the whole thing with um one of his coaches and, some domestic violence and and uh you know his knowledge there of or lack thereof of what was going on with it and there was a lot of pressure there remember he got suspended for three games oh yeah yeah um so there was that and that was kind of like that was his last year and but yeah i think the health concerns was the main thing that he's was the reason why he stepped away is what he said yeah, gotcha. So, but uh, yeah, interesting situation there. He's got the number one pick coming in. Coming in. Um, I'm assuming he'll be taking Trevor Lawrence, right? Is that the prevailing thought, or do you think he would take Justin Fields? I mean, he he never played for him, but you know, no, I think Urban's too smart of a guy. I mean, he's going to take. He's Trevor take Lawrence he wants to take. Yeah, he's he's not somebody I uh, I take as um, you know. What's the word I'm looking for? You know, he's gonna uh, re- uh, reach or not reach, but just you know, takes take some money just because they're Ohio State. Oh yeah, you know, he's he's, he's not he's not gonna be loyal. He's not gonna be loyal to Ohio State. He's gonna take the best player that gives him a chance to win. Yeah, he's a great coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all. So how does he fit in the pros? Is is this gonna be? You know, a, something that where it's like a Chip Kelly thing, where it's just like, yeah, dude, this just doesn't work. And I know I'm I'm not trying to compare Urban Meyer to Chip Kelly because Chip Kelly had like some pretty progressive programs in place in Philadelphia that a lot of the players just didn't agree with, um, and just the style of play that the team wore out um, being a longer season than college. But do you think that Urban Meyer can have success in the NFL? You know what's crazy? Like Chip Kelly, he, he did that about what? Like how long was he at Philly for? Or how long ago was that? We got to be getting close to ten years, right? Well, uh, when did he he left? Uh, he left Oregon. What like? Was he the coach before Peterson in Philly? Yes. So he left Oregon after like. So he left the year before. So like he left. Marcus Mariota's second to last year. So when they went to the playoff with Mariota, that was the first year of Helfrich, okay. right? Okay. So he was there. Um, 
in 2013. So he was he was in Philadelphia. It was short, like a year or two. And yeah, then... but I'm, I I just meant to the point that that if you if he would have if he'd be going there now, I think his his coaching style fits more in today's NFL game. The guy was just a little bit early on it, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point for you sure. Know, now now the NFL's just so run and gun and and get the ball downfield, thirty yard yeah. bombs here and it just. He he was a little early on it, but yeah, getting back to Urban, um, I I'd like to say that he's gonna be great no matter wherever he is because he's proven that. But you have to think back to I he said the same thing about Saban and look yeah. look what happened to him when he came to the NFL. It's just a right. different. The, the guy has I, I don't know has Urban ever been involved in in pro football or has he always been college? He's always been college, but um, I think. Isn't Saban's kind of always been more of like a defensive guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas Urban is going to be Urban has definitely been known for, you know, his offensive schemes. So, Who's I that? He, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Too. I think too, like he has, and, and I'm not saying that Nick Saban doesn't have this. I'm just saying that from what I've heard that Saban has, I or um, <clears throat> Urban's done a lot of like psychology studies and and I think that was his major. So he kind of understands the psyche of these players and what motivates them. And I think that he'll be able to that'll translate in college because he's going to really understand okay like I need to understand how to motivate my players and not try and, you know, jam a around a square peg through a round hole kind of like you know like a Patricia w- tried to do exactly. in De- in Detroit. Yeah. I think Urban Meyer is going to be smart enough to know okay, I need to I need the level set with these guys, and then I think he's just going to impress everybody with his. I think I think guys are going to listen to him because he is so knowledgeable. Yeah, and that's all I meant by that is is that's the biggest translation you get a college coach in the NFL is dealing with the egos, right? You know, in, in college, you, as a college player, you know, I, I was on a club team, but still, I mean, I was still scared of shit as my coach, dude. I mean, like I, I was I was scared to death of that man. But if I was pro <laughs> and I'm get I'm getting paid millions of dollars, and this this guy that's getting paid a quarter of my salary is telling me what to do. I'm going to tell him the F off, you know? Right. Well, and there, you know, there probably is some of that at some of these bigger college programs um, where like, you know, like a, at a, but like at a Bama or like an OSU, like shit, dude, Saban, even Urban Meyer, he, he hasn't been at, you know, he's, he only won one national title at Ohio state, but he's a fucking legend here yeah. um, already. And you know, but some of the, a lot of the players in the in that locker room, man. I mean, they all know I'm going to the league. Oh yeah, for sure. So um, I'm not saying it's going to be a, it's not the same level because those guys are not there yet. But um, yeah, it's a it's going to be all about managing the egos for sure. Yeah, and is it is it the, you know you got you got urban urban definitely has an ego. I mean. Us, yeah. Oh, us being Big Ten fans, we're we're well aware of Urban Meyer. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, can he put his ego aside to to deal with these guys? Yeah, and and I think even to to um, to further that is the dealing with ownership. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it sounds like their owner is still wants to be heavily involved in a lot of decisions, and how does that all? How does that relationship with the coach, the GM, and <clears throat> who who is the GM? Did they even hire a GM? Was was that a vacant spot this year? 
I thought I don't know. I thought they got. I didn't have to look that up. I don't. Yeah. Like, it, I don't. It's so hard. It's so hard to keep up with the carousel anymore. I mean, yeah, it really is. Any team that doesn't make the playoffs usually makes some big move. I mean, it's. Oh yeah, for sure, exactly. So, but the the owner, you know, that guy is gonna want to get his two cents in here in there. So, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But nevertheless, it's. Everybody, you know, it, it's funny to see sometimes these rumors, you know, sometimes they never play out, but there were a lot of rumors flying around that Urban Meyer was interested in coming to the NFL, and sure enough, it actually happened. I was I was surprised by it, to be honest. I, um, yeah, I, man, think, to, I think it was just too good of a, a situation for him to 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 not take. You know, you're, you're get to be – you're back in Florida. You're yep. – and I just I pulled this up because I wanted to see who the who the GM was. It sounds like they're letting Urban hire the GM. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. It's gonna it's gonna be like a Seattle situation, right? Exactly, exactly. That's why he's back. So they got the GM in the building, but any any major moves that go on, um, and you know the GM's gonna be running the day to day, but really any major personnel decisions, Urban Meyer is gonna have to sign off on it. Exactly, and that's why you're seeing him back in the pros. He he's he's picking first overall with a once in a lifetime quarterback. You have, you know, this team was great on D, through two three years ago. They had a great defensive squad, but um, the, they, ja- the Jags the offense is with the right quarterback could be you know hell on wheels. You know, yeah, and they that's where they got all that all that draft capital was shipping off all those players, Jalen Ramsey. Um, Calais Cam, Calais Campbell, right? And there was another mm-hmm. guy in, in Gakwe, I think. Um, so yeah, not only do you have the number one overall pick, but you've got a ton of picks there too. So to really kind of help accelerate that rebuild, and they do have—I mean, they do have some players on offense. I mean, James Robinson looks like he's going to be a solid, you know, um, running back for them, uh, and. You know they have some decent um, skill guys too on the outside, with uh, Lavisca Chenault and uh, DJ Chark, Cole, right? Cole. Yep. Like, I mean, Keenan Cole. Yeah, they and... got they got these guys that can stretch the field, and you're, right. you're bringing it. You're bringing in a a talented arm. Like the recipe's there. Yep. And I think him being an offensive minded coach, it's a perfect fit. I mean, Jacksonville, yep. you might see in a couple years be real dangerous, man. Back in the AFC title game, yeah, because I mean they remember they were beating New England a few years ago, yeah, yep, with the uh, Bortles. So yeah, interesting. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll move on from that topic. But I thought that was interesting. Andy, do you have any anything else to to say about uh, no no, or... no no important insight to offer really at this point? <clears throat> okay, just just checking in. Yeah, no, I'm here. <laughs> Wasn't sure. Um, you, I mean, but, we nerded out on Deftones for what two seconds, and you guys just nerded out on that. Yeah, for like you know, ten minutes. So, yeah, congratulations. Well, speaking of, of nerding out a lot, NHL season's kicked off. Wings are playing right now. Um, what's the score of that game, by the way? Still one nothing. Still one nothing. All right, they're hanging yeah. in there. Five minutes. Um, oh, you, are you actually able to watch the game there, Dosky? So I, I, I am still living with my mother-in-law, renovating. Okay. And she oh. has and she has Comcast, so. Oh, good. I'm okay, good for the so time, you're... but I so I had so I have my PlayStation hooked up here, in the basement. Okay. With, uh, and I tried to put on YouTube TV, and nope, you, you guys were right, it's out. No dice, man. So that that must be a new thing, eh? Comcast or uh, FSD is not on like some of these streaming. 
Yeah, the the agreements with the streaming services are are limited. Um, the cable companies, though, they still have the agreement in place with the um, with that media the media group that that kind of runs their or owns the RSNs. Gotcha. So, Fountain, what about you? Are you just like game casting it or what? I can't. I I, I got nothing, man. Like I have I have no means to to watch this. <laughs> Shit. I got I got to figure that out. That that's why I was asking you if you had the NHL uh, network thing, but I, I guess you figured something else out. Because I was gonna say uh, if that, if that's legit, then I, I might just do that. Because I don't know other than to sign yeah. up for another service, you know, just to watch these games. You know, what what are the options? Because like it, it pisses me off. I love YouTube TV. I don't want to like. But now yeah. that the wings are back on, yeah, we have a problem. And I hated, so, yeah. I hated Comcast. I'll never go back to it. So you do have, you do have, you do have some options. But yes, the NHL Network thing. I talked about it last week. Yeah. It's so like if you wanted to buy NHL Network in Detroit to watch the Red Wings, you can't do that. It's a, they're local blackouts. Oh, that so, sucks. So like if you wanted, so like I, so for me, like if I wanted to watch the Blue Jackets. And by the NHL network pack- package in Columbus, it would black out except for the national nationally televised games, which is like four or five. Really? Um, <clears throat> yeah. So you can't buy NHL network and watch your, your, the games, your hometown, your hometown your team. in market, your in market games. Yeah. yeah. So that must be like some, uh, some sort of agreement or stipulation with the regional sports networks that these national, the, the league, you know, these league streaming services or these league passes, you can't, um, you can't you can't air those those market those in market games. You can only air out of market games. So, mm. so and and like I'm I was looking. I was like, this is actually a pretty good deal. It, it was like you know, it's ninety nine dollars for the whole season, including the playoffs, and you can watch every any any team any you know every game. Yeah, um, I would do that in a heartbeat if I could watch my, but I couldn't watch my team. That's right, you can't does. you yeah. can't watch you can't watch the Wings in Detroit. So. Your other option for streaming, and really, your, I think it's your only option, is AT and T TV. Yeah. And you, but you have to buy a certain package. And, so, and what what does that run? It's eighty five dollars, and it includes HBO. Eighty five dollars okay. for the year, per month. Oh no! No oh, God! No. So for me. We we have YouTube TV and we pay for our HBO separate. That's so, kind of what I do. Yeah, that's that's so what it, I was doing. It's this. It's basically the. I mean, HBO monthly is fifteen. YouTube TV is after taxes. It's like seventy. So it's pretty much the same thing. So you do you switch? Is that what you you did? So or? I, yep. So I. Oh, okay. Uh, so so you're so you're saying with the AT and T TV, you're you're gonna get everything that you're getting with YouTube. Yeah, you'll have to check the channel lineups because they might be a little bit different. Um, but the I think it's called the Choice Package is the one that we got, and it's like, um, you know, it's no contracts. It's, you know, you can cancel anytime. It's ninety plus channels, um, and then you get the regional sports networks, and it has a year of HBO Max included. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's probably going to be my, my avenue until I get uh. But it's how much is it? It's eighty five bucks a month. Eighty four, eighty four ninety nine a month with uh ninety plus channels, HBO Max, and you get they give you NBA League Pass for free. 
Yeah, and I'm paying about the, just like you, Aldi. I'm paying for YouTube, Disney, Plus, Disney Plus, and HBO separately. I drop yep. HBO, I drop HBO and YouTube, and I'm right back there pretty much. But I get it. Yeah, it's it's just the matter of pausing your YouTube membership and starting up with AT and T TV. Yeah, for sure. And so, if you you have this platform now, the AT and T. Uh, yep, I'm streaming right you now. Watch, and you watching the Wayne's game? I'm watching the. <laughs> Oh, you're yeah. watching the Sea Bus game, probably, right? I've got the Jackets and Predators on, and I'm following the Wings on uh, actually social media because <laughs> people are tweeting out fights and um, commentary on the game. We are bad. So, yeah, I'm gonna. I have to look into that because, like, I, I just I built this like little spot out in my basement. I got the TV set up. Like, this is exactly why I did this is so I could watch the Wings and the you know and sports in my basement. And now I, uh, you know what I'm watching right now? You don't even want to know. I'm watching. I kind of do now. (laughs) I'm I'm watching, I'm watching biathlon uh, like tournament right now. You know, like where they cross country, they cross country ski and then they stop and shoot a target. And then they keep that, going. That is a cool I'm, event. I've gotten I'm hooked watching, into that one of the Olympics before. That's a good dude, event. Dude, it's though. awesome. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It's it's awesome. But the wings are on. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what I mean? We And we will get into the wings later. I, I promise. Um, <laughs> okay. But we, we really need to address the Lions stuff. Because there's a lot oh, of yeah. shit going on. Oh, right? yeah. Let's, let's get into it. Okay. So this afternoon, the Lions, they, they have not had the press conference, but they announced, and it's been reported, that the Lions have signed um, Brad Holmes from the L.A. Rams to be their new general manager. I believe it's a five-year deal. And he was their, what was he, their director of college scouting? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that was announced today, and now – we're trying to figure out, everybody's trying to figure out, okay, who the coach is going to be because, I mean, as of this time last week, we we're all thinking it's Robert Sala. He, mm-hmm. he, inter- he interviewed a week ago today, um, and it was pretty yeah. much like, all right, this is, as long as this goes well. This is the guy. Yeah, We're, ex- we're expecting that they're going to fly him in in person and that, he- and that he'll be announced as the next coach. And, you know, at first some things came out where they said, the interview went really bad and he bombed it and stuff like that. And then other people, other reports were saying, well, no, the interview didn't go bad. It was just, they don't, they didn't necessarily, the lions organization didn't necessarily see him as a fit. Um, but yeah, so just my quick thoughts on the, the Brad Holmes thing. I mean, always as always time will tell, but I think really the thing, the thing for me is, is, you know, this guy, proven that he can evaluate talent and he's been able to draft talented players in the later rounds because LA doesn't LA hasn't had first round picks and I think that's something that you talked about the other day Dosky too or maybe it's yesterday you were in our text chain that this guy's been able to build a winning team with third and fourth rounders yeah I think he said that earlier today but yeah yeah exactly I mean they haven't had picks right yeah, so that that gives me hope. But uh, their, their owner apparently has been trading away their first round picks. You know, obviously the Rams have been trying to go for it here the past few years, and it, it sure. was some crazy stat. Like going back to like 2016 or 2015, 
out of all of their draft pick, like it was like four years, zero first round picks, and all but like two of those guys are still starting in the league out of all of their draft picks. Jesus, that's insane. Mm. See, like, like if that, you if you did that to the Lions, what would that number be? What half of them aren't even in the league anymore? Yeah, I mean, literally, I, Kenny Galladay, Jamal Agnew, <laughs> you know, like it's like a, a a handful of guys, right? Like we have two guys that we drafted last year that might be out of the league in a year. Like, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just it's insane. It, it just it, to me, I like the hire because, like you said, he's proven that he can evaluate talent. But I, I am also I'm I'm skeptic because how much like it, it's all that solid stuff. Like, did he come in here and say, "I want to blow this up, I want to rebuild," and that's why it didn't fit. And right. is yeah. this guy is this yeah. guy just going to be another puppet for the Fords and, and Rod Wood? Right, and I, my only my only hope there is that Spielman wouldn't Spielman would be like, no, you you need to let this guy do his thing. That so sorry, Andy, I think you were going to say no, something. No, you no, you you said exactly what I was going to say is that hopefully there's there's some other influences now that they've surround themselves with, which we've talked about before. You know, if it's Barry, which I guess Barry is really not. He was only for the, the you know the coaching search, but certainly, hopefully, Spielman would have you know be able to at least speak up and say something. Yeah, and I know Valenny here locally is is kind of hinting to the fact that he's expecting Spielman down the line here to be named into a permanent position, and I think he is like having a big say in it. And um, yeah, we talked talk- we talked about it on the podcast last week. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah, and, right. And it's it's uh yeah sorry I didn't I didn't get to li- I didn't listen last week so if I no, 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 no. Thing, oh so. great oh, oh thanks great. a lot sorry man. sorry great. you know you know what? I thought I'd you come on this week to next, help the ratings okay next 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 time then we'll, we'll have to make sure that you're you're keeping up on your listening because we're not going to have guests on the show if they're not going to listen so <laughs> okay mute the line no, <laughs> but but the one thing the the one thing Valenny was talking about today was that like Spielman is. Oh, like diehard Stafford guy. Yeah, really? I, I could see that. Yeah, like he's not shy about how much he loves Stafford, and that, yeah. that's what. Like, I, dude, I'm okay. I'm okay with keeping Stafford this year, whatever. But if if they do that, you you better be drafting a fucking quarterback at seven. You have to. Like, you, you better be. To. You got to get the next guy. You know, and if you hang on to Stafford, whatever, fine. You know, maybe we were t- we're that bad towards the middle of the season. We get we can get rid of them for some draft capital, but if we hang on to Stafford and then don't draft a quarterback and like, I'm you know, out franchise franchise I'm out, Stafford. I'm, I'm like out. that's uh, insane. Yeah, it just I am out. <laughs> it's more of the same. Yeah, I I know, and that it, you're absolutely you're absolutely spot on. We were talking about that last week. So Dave Burkett was on, and he writes for the Free Press. He's the beat writer for the Lions for the Free, and he was saying that. Just that that the feeling and the feeling that he's getting from the Lions is that they're gonna they're leaning towards keeping Stafford, um, and that also yes, Chris Spielman like this advisor role is just a stepping stone for something more permanent. Where down the line he's gonna be maybe he's gonna be you know the the Rod Wood the president of the yeah. team, which I'm okay I'm okay with that. Yeah, for I sure. Just, like the, cause, the, cause the Stafford just, stuff. Yeah, I just I don't. I you know you have to make a transition at at some point you know he's not or we're gonna be stuck in the same situation as these teams with this 
hor- this these horrible cap scenarios like the Falcons and what do you do with <laughs> Matt Ryan right now? You know, just yeah, that's going to be us if we hang on to Stafford because we're going to have to either franchise them or sign them, sign them to some stupid three year deal. Right. It just you know you have to you have to make a transition. How many years does he have? Does Stafford have left? Is it just next year? Yep, and it, I think. I think. Is no, he's got, he's got two years left on his deal. Oh, does he really? Okay. okay. That's why. So that's why Valeni was talking about it either today or yesterday. He was like, this whole thing with Deshaun Watson, all these teams that are like right at the precipice, like you look at an Indy, you look at Washington, you look at New Orleans, you look at San Francisco, there are teams that want, that are going to need a quarterback. And, you know. Yeah. That you could get some, you could get something for him because yeah, would everybody love to have Deshaun Watson? Of course, but the Houston Texans are asking for a, you know a yeah. small fortune for him in draft yeah. capital. That teams are just gonna—it's stupid to do that. You're setting your—you're not setting yourself up for success in the future. Whereas the Lions could say, hey, you know what? They're asking for three firsts and two seconds. We're asking for a first this year and a second next year or something, right? You know, or something, oh, yeah, yeah. In, something in that ballpark where it's like. You know, we can kind of jumpstart this rebuild. We can get a quarterback at seven. We can get another top twenty-five pick or something, or you know, and and, and grab another you know impact player um, to kind of kickstart things. You know, but the problem is, is that this organization, if they don't they don't have the stomach for a rebuild, that they you know that that just doesn't agree with them. Well, then we're going to be sitting at this. We're going to be sitting where we are, you know, in this same spot three years from here, where it's like, all right, we're six and ten. We still haven't won the division, and we still have Stafford, and we're we're not going anywhere. It is just, it's like, why? I mean, it's not like it's not like we're a team on the cusp. Exactly. Close. Like we haven't won a playoff game in my lifetime. Right. Yep. Yep. I mean, come on. It's yeah. it, it's time to shake it up. Yeah, and it's and and Valeni said he said it's what every team in this or in this city did was. The, you know the the Red Wings, the the Pistons, the and even the Tigers. They let this hang, they let this drag on for too long, and now these rebuilds are really painful. You know because you just tried to keep the keep that streak alive and keep getting into the playoffs, but you're not competitive enough to win a championship. And now now we're in this drought, this just sports depression. Um, so. You know, we'll see, but it, it's really, I mean, really, it's all going to start with what, not e- and not even so much with the coaching hire, I, I, it's really going to start for the GM, it's going to be with what do they do with Stafford and what do they do with that first pick? Because if, if they hang on to Stafford, that's one thing, but if they hang on to Stafford and don't draft a quarterback again in the top seven, I mean, what the fuck? No, I'll be, I'll be, pit- I'll be pissed. Yeah, very pissed. They will not. You hang on to Stafford, you don't draft a quarterback. Stafford stays, let's say, play able to play 75% of the season. We're going to be a, another fucking nine-win team at the most. You know, that's, right. that's probably being modest. You know, we're, we're probably more like a six-win team with a healthy right. Stafford. And, right. and we're right back to where we are. We're not – we'll be out just outside the top ten, not high enough to get a quarterback. It's – the, Yeah, this – the rebuilding the defense is going to take years. Oh, yeah. And it's not going to be something that's going to turn over quickly. Yeah, is the offense is the offense in pretty good shape? Do they have pieces? Absolutely, they absolutely do. But if you, you know, 
But if you don't have a defense to stop anybody, it doesn't matter because you're just going to get blown out every single game. So it, it's yeah, it's just if if they keep Stafford and they draft a quarterback, I can say all right, I, I, you know, I can live with that. Um, but you know, if we're sitting here, you know, and they re- and that, but then they're gonna are they gonna have to resign him or you just let him walk and get nothing for him, right? I I see a scenario that that plays out okay because it it might light a fire under his ass. And he say he plays great, has a good a good first a good first half of next year. Come trade deadline, you know we're out of it, and and we make some crazy move to to a contender. You know it, it might work out in our favor for all that to happen and play out okay. But you know would I rather see a trade before the draft to get more capital? Hell yeah. Yeah, because you can get good value for him right now. I think, and you know obviously we'll see after. You know, things kind of start to wrap up with the playoffs in the postseason. But shit, man, if you're sitting there at you know with New Orleans or Indianapolis with that defense and that offensive line, and you're like, hmm, do you want to roll the dice with Matthew Stafford and see what happens in that division? I'd be like, fuck yeah. And I, yeah, McNabb would send us a text about that or whatever about the Colts. And I don't know if he was talking about Stafford, but no, um, he sent us a text with their cap space, and they actually have um, next year. Their cap space is they they're, they're surprisingly I think top five. Wow! So if they came and got that, that would be a perfect fit, you know? Right. Because they would have him on this two year the two years remaining, have him yeah. like two years to do it, and there and then the second year if they don't get it done the first year and the second year they got all this cap space to go get some, you know, go go after some big time free agents. It's yeah, that'd be right. a perfect fit. There's a lot of teams like that out there. Shit, and, go get go sign Allen Robinson. Oh yeah, you know trade for Staff, trade for Stafford, and go get Allen Robinson. That's, You're yeah, fucking he, set. He obviously does. I'm pretty sure he's he's made it known that he's done in Chicago, right? Yeah, and, I don't think like he was. No, I think he's publicly said it. Like in a yeah, no, he, yeah, and well, and he had there was during the season there was even like grumblings that he was kind of dis, he was pissed that he didn't he didn't have a contract with them. So I think yeah, I think he's done there. Um. But yeah, and a lot of people, a lot of people were saying, "Car, wait, go ahead." I, I was just gonna say, I think Kenny's done here too. Yeah, they might tag him for a year, but if I don't know if he has no inten- if he has no intention of staying, right? I mean, wasn't that wasn't that weird how it kind of played out this year? Like it felt like he could have came back at any point, and just yeah, it like the injury was never really described. It was just kind of goofy. Like definitely- we're, we're not the Lions aren't really in it, so I'm not gonna come back. Yeah, it did kind of feel like all right, like there wasn't a whole lot of detail. Just like he had a hip injury and he wasn't going to play like every week. Lower lower body injury. Yeah, yeah, lower body. <laughs> any, so any, anything from a, a, a torn ACL to a hangnail. <laughs> yeah, he's got a scratch on his uh, thigh. Yeah. Um, but because a lot of people were saying it towards the end of the season with with Philly that. Carson Wentz was was going to be done there, um, and that Indianapolis would be the logical choice because of the coach in Indy is Frank Reich, and he was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl, and when Carson Wentz was just humming. Um, but now that they fired Doug Peterson, that that's kind of led people to believe that maybe they are sticking with Wentz, right? I, I don't know. What do you what are your thoughts there? I haven't really heard much on there, but or on that front, I think Wentz is. 
I don't, I don't, you know, honestly, that's, that's such a, uh, a crazy situation. In a, LA. Mur- a murky it, situation. Yeah. Well, it's so, the, the whole thing where they pulled because they pulled, uh, what's his face? Jalen hurts and put in Sunfield. Yeah, yeah. For, for no reason when they're in that game, just other than we don't want to screw this up to, to drop below a few teams in the draft. And I think yeah. they made P- Peterson the scapegoat on it. Yeah, for it, sure. It's, it's, I think they know they can't move Wentz with that ridiculous contract. Right. And They're just kind of stuck with it. That was their solution. Like, let's just get rid of Peterson. Maybe Wentz will be happy. Yeah. Interesting. But so, yeah, either way. So now it doesn't look like Wentz is going to be moved. So that could still. And Phillip Rivers, I think, is done. Right. I don't see him coming back. I mean, old man if they, Rivers? I mean, if old man river, if they had a, if they had a, if they had a, a competent quarterback, I'm not going to sit here and say if they had – you could sit here and say, like, if they had Matthew Stafford, you know, he's making a couple – he's making a few more throws than Phillip Rivers is in that game. Yeah, but it's not it's not that big of a jump. But, yeah, I mean, Rivers just seems – he's a guy that won't – I mean, you think he's a, a, a Hall of Famer? That was a oh. conversation I had with – I forgot who I had that with the other day. I mean, the guy – He's like the he's most like, solid quarterback that's never won anything. Like he's, he's like, like he's like Dan Marino. Marino. Yeah, Dan Marino yeah. 2.0 is like the yeah. first thing I think of. Yeah. I think he is because like they, there's always they ever they always pull up those lists of like, you know, like Drew Brees and Brady and like those guys are all at like the top of the list, but at like four, five, six, there's Phillip Rivers, right? Just kind of peeking in around the corner and you're like, holy shit, man. Mm-hmm. This guy's got some He's got some uh, some breadth to that uh, portfolio of statistics. Yeah, he no. he probably he probably is. I think. What did they sign? Is he? Was it a one year deal or was it a two year deal? I I think it was two, but um, there's there could be. I mean, they could always just cut cut him, right? Yeah. There's there's ways around it, but yeah. So, anyways, <clears throat> back to the Lions. But yeah, it's the the Stafford situation is going to be interesting. <clears throat> to to see how it plays out but um and it kind of uh, you know lends itself to the the coaching search right now because you know I'm sure they're having that conversation right with with leadership and probably now with Brad Holmes about it, you know is Matthew what's right? yeah what's the plan with with Stafford um because quarterback is going to be the the biggest you know it's the most important position on the team for sure. Damn it. So, sorry, Wayne's just got scored on on a power oh, so play. Two nothing. Two nothing with a few minutes left. We have zero offense. How do they look? I've heard, okay. heard Grace has looked really good. You know what? He is Grace has been saying they've been. He's gotten peppered. He has to have a ton of shots in this game. We have no yeah. offense at all. They they've been on defense this entire game. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll tell you one thing though. The 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 new signings, the new defensive signings. These are some yeah. big. These are some big fucking dudes that he signed. Yeah, Stetcher, Merrill. Um, yeah, like size yeah. wise, these guys. I just pulled up their stats. They're like all over well, six foot. Mark Stahl, he's a big dude. He's older, but he's still he's big six, guy. He's yeah. six four, two thirteen. Like yeah, yeah. That's that's size. that's what that's what this well, team's lacked is size. And Eiserman came in right away and was like, yeah, we need some bodies back there. Isn't the Kaiser pretty big though? Isn't the Kaiser like six four? Six three, okay. Heronic's Hiron- smaller, right? He's like six, six foot six one, six foot even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 
buck 80 but, soaking wet right um but yeah sorry yeah, just, Car- just no, you're transition. Good. i went to the red wings there because the goal <laughs> just happened yeah, yeah sorry. Carolina, carolina is good man i mean that's that's not that's no mystery there brindamore rod the bod <laughs> msu uh spartan oh i forgot about that 87 man uh ncaa champion 87 man how do you know like you just pulled that year out of left field i, I never would have got an open on his, on his computer don't no dude 87? no he knew that he knew that no, dude 2000 yeah ron mason was the coach in 87 and then in 2007 they won again that was 20 years apart oh damn i remember that that win came kind of out of nowhere <laughs> oh that was the applicator last minute goal right we were getting that game was like Boston College, that was like a three nothing game or like a two, you know, like they were dominating, and we scored like, we scored like we scored those two goals in like the last minute and a half of the third period to win it. They scored the last, they scored the game winning goal with like eight seconds left. It was just like an absolute stunner. We were at Red Ox in Auburn Hills. Yeah. Oh, the and, Red Ox. And, we had some and, good times there. Yeah, Andy, you were there. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> Bob, you were there. Uh, Bob, you were there. Oh RT, I lost my virginity to your daughter. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Hello, hello, hello RT. Bob, it was Rob. Rob, there you go. Right, yeah, Rob. Um, forty-two shots on goal for uh, for Thomas. Oh Price. wait, yeah, we have thirteen. Yep, Mrazic, 13, 13 save shutout. Jesus. Solid <laughs> effort. Solid offensive effort there, guys. Wow. Oh, they just hit the post. Damn it. I would like nope, to, see, I, I like to see them spoil their shutout. They just scored again. Yeah, there was an empty netter. Oh, never mind. Yeah, um, Yeah. so whatchamacallit. Um, so, yeah, the, so now, like, the coaching search. I mean, I, I'm not going to say sit here and say they're going to make an announcement tomorrow, or it's going to come out tomorrow that they're hiring somebody. But I would be surprised if if something doesn't come out this weekend, right? I, I honestly, now I think you're going to see. I really you're, think you're going to see a safe. You're going to see a safe pick. You, you think? I think God, do you think they're going to? Are they really going to hire Marvin Lewis, dude? It, you know, you know in your heart. That's what you feel right now. Oh. Or Bevel. Or they're going to sit on their hands and, and it's going to be Bevel. Like, but still, oh. you know, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't want this. Like, I'm not going to judge this GM until the draft. That's, that's going to be my first judgment. Like, no matter who they hire as coach, I'll, you know, the only one that's going to piss me off is going to be Bevel. Yeah. Like, even if it's Marvin Lewis, it's, you know, whatever it's, it's, it's Caldwell, you know, it's the same thing. It's the guy's gonna probably get you to the playoffs. Is he Dude, gonna be... I, but I mean, if, if in like three or four years from now, Marvin Lewis wins the division, you'd be like, all right. Yeah. hundred percent. That was a good hire. So I, it's I, like, he, yeah, he did it. He did it for so long in Cincy with, you know, he, he, he made the playoffs with some teams that were just garbage, man. Like, I mean, how many how many, did, how many times they win the division with Andy Dalton at quarterback, right? Yeah. 
I mean, those some of those teams early on though for him were pretty stacked. I mean, the Chad Johnson, Carson Palmer teams. Yeah, TJ, those were some good. I, I mean, I mean, late like right in his last few years, right before yeah. that, you know, came. Yep. Like yep. he was still making playoffs with those teams. With they won. The, they won the division in like fifteen, and I mean, they almost beat the Steelers in a wild card game, but like they fell apart in like the last like five minutes. I, I might have a soft spot for that guy. I was at a um. Right after, right after I graduated state, I was on a uh, like a semi-pro lacrosse team, and we had to go play Cincinnati. It was like a little Midwest thing. Like there was a Chicago, Cincinnati, Ohio team, but it, it literally was just an excuse for both teams to get together and pretty much own a bar in whatever city that. It, it was so pointless. But anyways, we're in Cincinnati with the Cincinnati team, and Marvin Lewis is there for some charity event. Dude, he, they closed the doors, and the guy bought everybody's tab for like six hours. Wow, it, it was it was it was really cool. It was some cancer charity event. He donated like a ton of money to it. So I was like, "Where's the yeah, Where's the fucking siren on this thing? I got a siren." You oh yeah, yeah, go ahead, siren it, siren it, go for it. I just met like the guy. I taught like I I met I shook his hand, met him, and he was just seemed like a cool dude. But whatever, yeah, like, for he's, sure. He's he hung out with Marvin Lewis. Yes, I I I pissed next to him in the bathroom. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh no! Actually, that same night, I pissed next to Merrill Hodge in the bathroom. That's who. It was. Merrill Hodge. Yeah, he was there. There was some. There was some random NFL people in there. Just it was some charity thing. Oh, that's cool. Just one of those pure dumb luck things. We happened yeah. to be in the right place at the right time. And I saw a girl get tased walking out of the bar that night. So <laughs> it was a great. It was a great night. <laughs> yeah, Mc, you gotta ask McNabb about that because <laughs> McNabb might have been on that team with me. Like that was a great night. I, I could just see you walking out of that bar, see, watching that happen, just being like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty wow. sure we just like, 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 pretty much set up shop and watched the situation for a solid half hour. It was great. Absolutely. Oh my god, pure entertainment. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, and like at first I was like, "No, I don't want another retread." But at the same time, that's all we've been hearing out of since this whole thing started was that the, the lions were going to want probably an experienced head coach um, because they had some success was success when Caldwell was there. Then they brought in Patricia who didn't have any experience and he sucked ass. Um, It was awful. And Bob Quinn, this, that whole, I mean, Valenti was talking about today, this guy might go down as one of the worst GMs in the last 10, 15 years, like ever. Bob Quinn. Yeah, the last like 10 15 years like he could go down as like the worst GM in the, the league has ever had that league's had. I can um, see it. You just keep taking steps backwards. Yeah. Do you think that we can't take a step backward? Figuring out another way. Like we, we figure out another way to just be like That's perfect. Yeah. Like it literally that is the Lions to a T. Like it, it really is. Like you the second this time right now you think something's going to happen good, they're going to screw guys, it up again. Guys, 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 we're not that bad. We're worse. Yeah, just when you think the bar couldn't get any lower. (laughs) No, it's the truth. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I mean, we've talked this to death. Just like, when's enough enough? Right. We'll see what happens with with Holmes. I'm with you guys, though. Like, I I think it was Dosky that said, like, let's see what he, like, I'll I'll, I'll really uh, tell you what I think after the draft. Right, and, and you see what he's able to do or what his strategy is. And... Yeah, yeah, twofold Stafford in the draft. And... Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. 
Stafford is 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 part of that too. But in they were talking about on the, and on Rico and Valente and like when I saw that when I saw the uh, the tweet from Burkett that it was kind of it was going down. I was like, okay, this is a good first step, and that's what I think Rico said it on the show. He's like, this is a good first step. The Lions haven't had somebody to in the you know in their front office that could properly evaluate talent since the nineties. Oh, that hundred percent. That's why I'm good with this hire because yeah, he's he's. He has all these starters on the Rams right now that were guys that were very, you know, not unknown, but like, you know, fifth, third through sixth round picks, and that that are starters, right? Like, like what? What was Copper Cup like a second or third round pick? Yeah, and in the Acres, Acres, these guys are like, yeah, in a lot of them, they're top ten in their in their position. Some of them, right? Cooper Cup. They actually talked about that in the show today. Like people were scared off by him. Because his because of his forty yard dash, he was you know it wasn't it was slow, but they were talking about it on uh, Valenti and Rico about like football speed, and like they recognized that like he's got he's still like he's a good route runner, he's got great hands, and he's got all these other things that teams were overlooking because they were f- so focused on his forty yard dash, um, you know his forty yard his forty time. Um, so yeah, exactly. Like Cooper Cup fell, they pick, they snabbed him up. I don't know, like you said, was it third round maybe? Yeah, something like that. So, in um, Rico was talking about today. You know, a lot of people were, you know, a lot of people were. Some of the skeptics were like, "Well, he's never been in the building, right? Because he was never like an assi- an assistant GM or anything like that. He was always." You know, out out of the building, scouting. You know, look, watching. You know, evaluating players live. And and Rico was like, I think that's awesome. I think that's actually good. It that is. He's, and he, and he can get his own people in here now. I didn't mean to cut you off, but like, he you know, yeah, he knows what it takes to do it on the road, and he can get his own people in here to do the same thing. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, he's gonna know what to look for. He's been out there. He's gotten his hands dirty and done that work. Um. So yeah, like him transitioning into the building. I I, I that. That doesn't really, you know, <laughs> that doesn't really concern me at all. What's the thing that concerns me the most is what what the you know the ownership is going to be demanding from him, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, if are they going to let this guy do his thing? Which in the in the forwards have a history of letting that happen, right? Well, I guess um, William Clayford Jr. No, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't even know, dude. Like. Well, McNabb had said that um, William Clayford, when Millen was there, he had kind of overstepped, and that's why they drafted all those wide receivers early. Gotcha. Um, so the so you know, but for the most part, since since he's been gone, um, you know, they've kind of let you know these guys do their thing. They just haven't they been able to. Let Quinn do his thing. Quinn Mayhew. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Quinn for sure. Hmm. Got got ton got a, a lot of leeway. Oh, he had a ton of runway. And so, but you and know, it, maybe that work. Maybe that works against them. Maybe against it works against Holmes because they're just coming off of hey, we tried that and it didn't really work out the way we wanted it to. So right. We just don't know. We don't know. Yeah, and like you know, we can sit here and bag on the lions all day. I I'll and, and, and you gotta you, you kind of okay. Well, you you can bag on the lions all day. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> But I mean, yeah. I, I'm going to give them credit. You know, they kind of recognized last time around when they hired Quinn and they hired Patricia, they didn't really do a very extensive search. Um, they were fast. 
and they didn't you know they kind of took little, their little knee jerk right little yeah little they just said we want you know they they didn't really look at too many candidates and i, I think that bit them in the ass obviously it's i'm hindsight's 2020 so i give them credit for really extending cra- casting a wide net for the gm search and the coaching search um bringing in spielman i mean I, from the get-go i thought that was an awesome move to bring him in um yeah. and then I, I really hope that that I hope that that ends up like you guys talked about before and we've talked earlier and we've talked about before, you know, I hope that that ends up being like, it'd be awesome if we to be a springboard. Yeah. It'd be the springboard. And for us to be able to do that, like what you talked about with Marvin Lewis in three years, you look back and you're like, Oh, you know, we were, you know, now we're, we're, we're in the, you know, when the conference championship and, and, you know, yeah. Winning the division. I yeah. The same, I, I really hope it's the same thing with Spielman where like, you know, maybe I, I, when I initially when I heard that I was kind of skeptical, but I hope I'm wrong. And I hope it's like, oh, you know, three, four five years later, we're like, this guy is, <clears throat> has done a good job advising the family and he's learning and, you know, maybe he's the, you know, he's taken out a, a, a more permanent role. And he, 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 he can be a catalyst. Right, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's a it's a lot about I think creating a culture too. Is is yeah, you bring yeah. in these alumni, these guys that are still around football. You know, Spielman's. I think he's what he's a he's a analyst quite a bit, right? Was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. His, I mean, his brother's a GM in Minnesota, so I'm yeah, sure he's talking I mean, about it. You're you're but you you make a call like all the all the successful teams in today's NFL. There's a culture there. Team free agents want to go to these teams. You know, right. the Seattle's, Kansas City, the New England's, Baltimore. Right. Like there, There is like a family, a culture. And, and for the longest time, this organization has just been a mess, man. And, and they have done nothing to figure it out. Like, we, you treat, we, get the, we get the best running back ever to play the game. And, uh, and he just quits. Like dog shit and get him to quit. Two of the and, top players and, ever at their positions. Yeah. You, you, like, you do whatever you do to to, to mend these relationships, right? Yeah, yeah. Anybody in Detroit says anybody in Detroit says that. Yeah, and Calvin Johnson's arguably, you know. And I was just gonna say, and then and then a few years later, you know, ten years later, fast forward, you get the arguably one of the best wide receivers to ever play the game, and you treat him like shit. You know, it's just yeah. it, it, like what, what what do you expect? I mean, when you. When, I mean, other players know. They're like, oh, look what they fucking did to Calvin. Yeah. Why the hell would I want to go play for them? Why would I want to go to Detroit? So when that becomes your reputation, how the hell do you get people to come and, like, even talk to you? Right. It's why we we overpay for aging talent i mean it's that's why that's why we were stuck in this this hole all the time and that's why (laughs) i think bringing these guys in is the right move i mean are we starting to see things go towards the right direction only time will tell but it's it's i think first time in a while that i can say they did something right you know yeah i 100 percent agree and and i think you mentioned the culture thing i think that's going to be big with that's going to be the, the the coach's responsibility for the most part, you know, bringing in the the culture, especially obviously in the locker room, because that's that's going to be his main job. Um, but yeah, that's going to be the coach is going to be the extension of the you know the organization into the locker room. 
Right. And, and I'd say just along those same lines, Aldi, that, you know, the Fords have, the Fords have let that happen. That's not something that it seems like they've tried to control. Right. Cause we've heard the yeah. stories about like, you know, when Caldwell was here, it was like a country club guys, guys liked being around and being in the clubhouse. They were treated well. Right. And then conversely, you have what we've heard about Patricia, where it was just, like, as soon as I can get out of here, I, that, that my life's going to be much better. Right. So I, I don't want to be around here. So, you know, hopefully that, that new coach will have that, that same leeway and they can, they can, which will, you know, as you stated, you know, contribute to establishing that, that culture and, and maybe changing the reputation, uh, you know, around the league and maybe, maybe just maybe you can get some, some guys to want you know, think that this is, might be a place that they want to be. And having Spielman too, I mean, he's somebody that is respected around the league. He knows the game. He, uh-huh. you know, he was respected as a player. Um, and he's passionate about the team. He's passionate about the fan base, the city. He's passionate about the organization. That's huge. Um, you know, he's no, a, no he's no a, he's a, like, you know, a Lions guy, right? Like I think it's, and I think we said this before. It's a little bit like, um, it's a little bit along the same lines of Eisman coming back to Detroit, right? Yeah, absolutely, hundred um, percent. Not that Holland wasn't a name before, but certainly, uh, you know, having having a name that you know that's held in prominence with the organization that returns, you know, it's like yeah, it, 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 there's. There's a buzz that you're going to get off of that versus, you know, just having, you know, somebody else that that doesn't have that uh, that connection or that history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, just kind of trying to to wrap up the line stuff. Yeah, yeah. the coach the coaching search now is really be- is at the forefront, and you know, Marvin Lewis is obviously a big a, a name that's he's in play and. You know, I think none of us would be surprised if they made that move. The other one was, uh, and Dasky, you mentioned it, Bevel. That's another just kind of like safe Lions pick because um, he's already. I think, with the- I think that's who we we turn to when we we lose out on any other guy. I think I think it's Bevel. If you see uh, some of the other big names come off the board, it's going to go more and more towards that. Yep. I think. Ad- additionally, we got to look at. This guy they're bringing in tomorrow for for a second interview, Arthur Smith, right? This uh, the OC from Tennessee. This guy could be in play, I think, too. And if he look at the work that he's done with Tannehill in Tennessee, I think you could point to that and say, "All right, if we draft our next QB, like you're going to have a guy to develop." Sure. So I think that would be that's the one that intrigues me the most. Um, Arthur Smith. I, honestly, I didn't read up on Arthur Smith at all. Like that so, kind of snuck in there the past few days, hasn't it? Uh, or has he been on the board this whole time? No, he he. I, actually, Andy, I think on our original poll, was. I think we had Arthur Smith on, on there was with uh, with with Sala, Sala, Arthur Smith, uh, Bienemy, and that's right. Bienemy's kind of, and that's another interesting. Th- I'm glad you brought up. He Bien-Ami. hasn't interviewed at all, has he? Just he's kind of still in it. Yeah, he, but he could still interview during the during the week, I think. But right, I thought he could. I don't know. I, but he's kind of heard. You haven't heard his name 
at all. No, you haven't. So it makes you wonder if kind of people are like, eh, you know, you've got Mahomes and Andy Reid there. So that's kind of, you know, people might look at that and say that's that's part of the reason for the success. But um, yeah, this Arthur Smith guy, um, interesting note that I found out today, just his name circulating around. His dad is the founder of FedEx. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I have no idea. Um, so he looks like a young dude. He's yeah, he's thirty eight. He's like our age. <laughs> um, must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah. I'm sure he's. I'm sure well, he's worked his way in there. I mean, that's well. Oh, for sure. And he's not, probably not easy business to be a part of. And if he gets, I mean, he's probably going to get a head coaching gig this year, so he's due for a big pay pay raise, right? Yeah. yeah. So you said Arthur Smith's coming back for a second interview, or he's coming in for a second interview? They're they're flying him in for an in person interview. Gotcha. Okay. And that's happening tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. So and when the and it came out wednesday or something maybe was it tuesday or earlier this week that the lions were flying in brad holmes for an in-person interview and then the next news that came out about that was they were hiring him so these are was holmes the only in-person gm interview we did these all these other ones have been uh um i so, think uh, sala came in Tom. no he Did no face to face with him nope no, I, I I think I think it was rumored that we it was going to happen, and then sounds like he went to the Jets instead. Yep, he went to New York. So I forgot we did we did interview Bianami. I had to look it up. Oh, it was, it was in, early, like that no. first that first early like wave wave of coaches that we interviewed. Bianami was in that list, and then it's but his name has been like quiet on the front, like okay. everywhere. Yeah. So who is, has anybody else had a second interview or a second the in-person interview for the head coaching spot? I don't think so. And that's why this I was – This is the only coach with a okay, second interview. so that's interview. why – now I understand why you said that, Ryan. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's why I was saying yeah. that they, they brought in Brad Holmes for a second interview in person, right. and then the next news that came out about that was they were hiring him. And sure. now it's coming out that um, they're flying in Arthur Smith. So, you know, maybe that means that there's um, – some some real traction there and maybe he's the guy um this is i'm sorry he he's from oh he's oc of tennessee right yes so they just lost yeah, this okay. weekend yeah and yeah it's an interesting point you said about Tannehill, like you know that he's been able to work with him develop him that kind of thing and so you know i, I like but what didn't i mean correct me if i'm wrong Tannehill was what in miami and then that yep. didn't work out and so then he basically traded got, like a they traded him. They like cast him off. It was like a they traded him for like a fifth yeah, round but draft. Yeah, like he had a falling out, and then they got rid of him. Right? He kind of so took you know. over. Like he he took over, like for, for Mariota. Like yep. he was he wasn't even on that team to be the starter. No, like, he was the backup. Mariota. They they thought Mariota was going to be the guy, and Tannehill took the job for him. Like he's had a complete like rejuvenation yep. there. I absolutely his his career has yeah. been re- revitalized. And and there so so that's credited. Yeah, in Tennessee. But what happened? What happened with him in in going back to the Miami? He just got he he, he had a lot of injuries, and, and and they just basically brushed him off, and they're like, "All right, we, we're done with you. Like you can go." And then, like then then pick up what you just said. He was he was brought in to be the backup, but then Mariota didn't didn't have it, and Tannehill just stepped up, and it, it worked out. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, uh, I mean, like. <laughs> 
to me, that's like a little bit of chance. It's a little bit of luck there that like Tannehill just, you know, doesn't sound like that was his intended, like his plan. No, I think, I think Tannehill just didn't never really got a fair shake. Before, I know. What I'm saying opinion. is it, the, the, you're, we're, we're bringing in this guy to be our head coach, Art Smith, and it sounds like he got lucky. I, yeah, I mean, you could say that, but couldn't you also say, all right, this guy was able to identify the strengths and weaknesses of the quarterback and no, develop, no, put a plan no, around don't, him? Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. If you're telling me that his initial plan was Mariota with Tannehill as the backup, and then it got fucked up, and Tannehill uh, just happened to step up. I'm just, Don't forget Derrick Henry falling in your lap too. Yeah, that offensive, yeah. their offensive line. I mean, they had two All Pro guys on the outside. They had Conklin Derrick and Luan. Henry is just like, is he just not like a just? Like, and he he's a freak he's, physically. Oh my god! It's, it's hard to believe something that big and wide can can move like that. Yeah, that's uh, what she's never mind. So, um, with, going back to Tannehill and Mariota. Well, we don't know if that was the – maybe in training camp the, the coaching staff was like, shit, Ryan Tannehill's our guy, but ownership is like – in the front office is like, no, we fucking drafted Mariota number one overall or whatever. You have to play him. Yeah. Until, until like, it's so bad that you're like, we're, you know, we're losing too many games. We need to make a, a, a move. And I don't even did, – did Mariota get hurt? I, w- I want to say that Mariota got hurt. Tannehill came in and didn't look back. Yeah, I'm, I, I want to say that that sounds pretty right. Like I think I think Mariota had a uh, like a hamstring like, injury. Yeah, there was like a season-ending injury, and Tannehill okay. just took over from there. And I think the next year they that made was the decision that was to... last year, right? Yeah, it was uh, last year. Last year might have been Tannehill's full first full year as a starter. Yeah, okay. it was like okay. it was like so, we it was late in the season. Yeah, like two years ago is when yeah. Tannehill kind of took it over about halfway through the season. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But so I know what you mean. Like, is this guy? Did this guy get lucky, or because there are a t- there's a lot of talent in Tennessee. You know, it's for sure. So, oh, uh, I just saw this tweet from Dave Burkett Sala to the Jets. Oh, these these second interviews are proven to be the chips are starting to fall, man. Yeah. The chips are starting to fall. In the, um, who was it? Shit. Who announced their GM hire? Um, somebody else got hired for GM position today. Can't remember who it was, but anyways, yeah, chips are starting to fall. I think we'll see something something go down with uh, the Lions soon. I hope so. You know, I mean, like, when, the, it'd be great. I mean, like, the sooner we get this figured out, the you know, the sooner they can start concentrating on the draft and, and coming up with this. What, what's going to happen at quarterback? Kicking the tires on some trades. We only have five picks. We need we need draft picks, man. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to believe that because I feel like. I could put a pretty motivated Ryan Alderson in charge of the Lions, and you would find a trade partner. Yeah, <laughs> for Matthew Stafford, like for sure, the market is it, there. It, it's it, it could never be better. There are so okay. many teams. There are so many teams that are a quarterback away from from being a serious contender. Yeah, I mean, the, it let just it, it's <laughs> exactly let you know let you, when you could get you you could potentially get a mid first round pick for him. You know, it's just why yeah. not? Oh, if you if you can get a mid first round pick for Matt Stafford, you have to do that. 
Yeah. Uh oh. Hundred hundred percent. If there's a first is there a, if there's a first round anything involved in a discussion for Stafford well, we have to do it. You're pulling 100%. the trigger. Yeah. Like you uh Especially the more the more the more tickets you have in the draft, you just you just you take chances on as many as many shots, as many picks as you can get in the draft, as much capital as you can get. It's 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 a lottery, man. You just you never know. Yeah. You need tickets. Exactly. Exactly. Fun fun coupons is what they were referred to on the the ticket today. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, but yeah, it, you know what? Congratulations to Robert Sala for getting that for getting that job. You know, yeah, good he's uh, good luck. Know. Good luck in that market, boss. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be out of there. He'll be out of there in four or five years. That organization oh, too. We think yeah. the Lions are a mess. Oof. But, now you think he ships off Darnold right away? I don't know, man. Because, That's a good question. Because Darnold all of a sudden, like, I think Darnold loses all of his value after they draft the quarterback, obviously. So it's like they better trade him now now or never. Yeah, because he's still on his rookie deal, right? He's got what? Because yeah. he was the same draft class as Baker, right? I think, yeah, he's only, is he, that, he just finished his third year, I think? So this is. Second or third year. Yeah, they got. Yeah, those guys have one one year left on their deal, right? They got four year they get four year deals, because um, yeah, I think Baker's on next year's like that. Everybody's talking about you know this is going to be the, you sign an extension in the off season, right? Because it's that? like for these well these quarterbacks that are on their you know rookie contracts and like yeah. they only have one, one year left, right? You're kind of talking about all right, well you're not signed after next season. Let's talk about extensions and get that done. So it's not hanging over the, during the season, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of pro, standard protocol, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. Like I, I, I would, I would, I would take Sam Darnold right now to be, if we were the lions, I would, I would roll the dice I, on somebody like him. That, yeah, Cause, that, you, cause you can get him cheap. Exactly. That, like Sam Darnold hanging out there is hurting Stafford's value. I think. Yeah, yeah, because you get a younger quarterback, less money, mm-hmm. um, less less cap hit, and maybe there's some more. You know, maybe it's still some upside to be had there, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Somebody's got a dog running around over there, huh? Yeah, two. Two. <laughs> awesome. Well, hopefully we'll get some some more information coming out tomorrow regarding the Lions, but uh, certainly by the next time we we talk, you know, next week, hopefully we're. The, uh, the discussion is around. Okay, we we know who the uh, you know who the, you know who's, in who's the calling the shots. Who's going to be yeah. who's going to be man in the sidelines? Yeah, and then we can start you know getting into conversations about Stafford in the draft. For sure. Cool. Well, moving on. Excellent. So it's divisional round this weekend, and we've got some bandies. I will start with the Saturday game, and that would be Rams and Packers. So the line on that game right now, Green Bay's favored by six and a half in Green Bay, Lambeau. 4:30 on Saturday, 32 degrees, probably snowing. It's a sounds like an Aaron Rodgers game, but <clears throat> I don't know, man. LA's defense defense travels, right? 
That's that's like the the age old saying, right? It's good. We're getting a snowstorm, yeah. aren't we? That that might be a snowy game. Is that snow going to be yeah. hitting? Thirty two and snowy in Green Bay. Thirty seven and snowy in Buffalo. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, so yeah, there's going to be some some weather games on Saturday for sure. I think that I think I that plays that. that plays to the Rams. That plays to the Rams and to the defense for sure because you you get a nasty game. Rogers obviously, no matter how good he is, he's not going to be able to air it out. You know, it's it's going right. to turn into a, it's going to turn into a slugfest on the ground if you got a whiteout. Yeah, hundred percent. I uh, I'm definitely going to be interested to see what uh, how 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 Rogers plays, but. God, it's so hard. It's, if that weather is, it, you know, if there's weather and there's and there's snow, then absolutely. The, it's today. I'm taking the Rams right to cover. With yeah, one. minus six and a half. You think it's going to be? A, you think it's got to be a close game? You because you well, can. If it, yeah, if it goes on the ground and not and and if and they got to like slug it out, like Dasky said, it, it'll be close. I, I, okay, so and and this is. I think there's a couple of these, a couple, a couple of these games where you look at it and say, "I got my eye on two guys that are going to be the difference in this game." For LA, it's Aaron Donald on the D line and Jalen Ramsey on the outside, because you need to get after Rodgers and you need to lock down Devontae Adams. If you can limit, the, if you can limit those players, you're going to give your, you're going to give yourself a, sh- a chance to win. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. So For I. Sure. It's tough. You it's tough. To, you have to get after Rogers. Yeah. Like if you're going to pick one of those two, get after Rogers. How many yes. times is the Packers haven't lost in Lambeau in the playoffs? Like it, it can't be more than four or five times. Yeah. And they lost to San it was, Francisco. Was it San Fran? Was that the last one? I was going to say it was the Giants, like on one of their Super Bowl runs. The, the Jim Harbaugh 49ers, when Alex Smith right? got the concussion. And Colin Kaepernick came in. Yeah, Kaepernick. Dude, he ran for like – didn't he run – he ran for like 130 yards in that game or something like that. They just could not stop him. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and that was at Lambeau. Green Bay lost last year, but I don't remember if it was at home or not. Because they were 13-3, and three and they like you know they won the division. I don't really recall. I have to look that up. Who the hell did who – who booted Green Bay last year? It was uh... – uh, so yeah, uh, it was the. It oh, wasn't. Were, it wasn't. They, Green Bay they, lost in the divisionals. I thought last year. No, they lost in the conference championship was to conference, oh, uh, San Francisco, but it was on the road. Okay. Wow, that's crazy. So yeah, they lost to San Francisco in the conference championship twice in the last like three or four years. Huh. So, I, I think the Packers pull this out no matter what the weather is. I say, I yeah. say, they don't, I say they they cover. If see, I got I got my little thing here says twenty five and cloudy at kickoff. Okay, gotcha. You know, if it's if that if it's a clear day, no snow, you know, you get the nice guys out there shoveling the lines, fields all cleared out. I, I see a Packers win and cover. You throw some weather weather involved. I, I don't think I think they still, you know, three five point win. They don't cover though. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I agree. The, as good as the D for the Rams is, they just don't have, they don't have the offensive, the super firepower, the fire firepower. firepower. Keep yeah. Up with that. Agreed. Awesome. Okay, and then moving on to the eight o'clock AFC divisional round. Oh, that's Baltimore, be a fun one, man. 
Oh, I think this could be an awesome game to watch. Baltimore Ravens oh, is... at Buffalo Bills. Orchard Park, like New York. The, to me, this is the this is like the probably the best game on the you know, it, it has a chance to be the most exciting. I agree. This one looks like it's going to be the snowball. I think the weather yes. is going to be on the East Coast by then because they're saying yep. snow sh- like, snow yeah, showers 34 degrees. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep, over under 49 yeah. and a half. You could probably I I usually don't like to take the under, but you'd probably take the under in that based on the weather. Well, yeah, What's that, that line? line's gonna move. That line's gonna Four move with half. the weather. Minus two and a half. Oh, two and a half. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm looking at too. Okay. That's, so it's a pick. It's basically it's a, a pick 'em game. It's a pick 'em game. Yeah, it's a pick 'em. I'd take a Buffalo man. I Josh Allen. I just at they're at home. Lamar's never played in snow. I'm not saying that that's going to impact him, but the Bills allowed fans last week too, didn't they? Yeah, they're gonna they'll be back again for yeah. sure. You know, I was going to say that that's a factor for sure in the NFL. If, if you get an empty stadium or not, um, you know, yep. you get those you get those Buffalo Mafia involved. Yep, Bills Mafia for sure. I saw I saw some some video where a guy had a newborn son and he put him through a table into the, like the uh, in the yeah. hospital. Did yeah. You see that? Yes. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's about all they got in Buffalo. That's all they got going for them, though. Though. Yeah. Yeah. The Sabers are. Uh... That's a lost I, cause. I, I got a feel. I got a feeling Lamar is going to do it this year. He's going to make. You think a so? I, yeah. I think. I think Lamar takes over this game. Okay. They, yeah. I, they have the ball last, and and Baltimore pulls this off. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that happening. I just, I've got a soft spot for the Bills this year for whatever reason. I just think um, Bills at home right now. Yeah. Josh Allen. I think that that's like him and Diggs, man. That's a that's a dangerous connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's gonna be a fun I, game, it's, man. It's, it's yeah, gonna be, it's gonna be a fun game to watch. It yeah, should, it should be a fun game to watch. Yeah, there's some, there's some, definitely some fun ones. And then Sunday, man, this is, this one, these two games are awesome. I mean, that's so many storylines. But three o'clock Sunday, Browns at Chiefs. Yeah. The over under is fifty seven, and the line is KC by ten. I would take the Browns to cover. I don't. I think the Browns can win that game, but if I was betting money, I would take them to cover that spread. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I got I got Browns in the points, but KC wins by a touchdown. Yeah, that's that's good call. He, and, and I think phenomenal and I, if the Browns won, <laughs> dude, so that would awesome. be incredible. Would be I hate Cleveland, and I hate Cleveland teams, but. They're 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 exciting oh, to watch. Man. The Browns, no, I know the Browns. I'm I'm admitting it. The Browns are fun to watch. They really are. Yes, they, they are. That game they that game is going to be a shootout. Yeah, that, it, I, it it is, and it it's kind of a, the same scenario I was looking at in that Rams Packers game. Miles, if Miles Garrett can get after Patrick Mahomes, and if Denzel, they get the Browns get Denzel Ward back, if he can lock down and try and contain Tyreek Hill, it sh- they should have a shot, but. I mean, Kansas City, they just have so many weapons on offense, right? With Is with, is uh CEH playing? Is he is he done for the year? What's his I deal? I think I think he's done. I think this is uh the Le'Veon can, Bell show. Yeah, yeah. And this is a and I Andy and I were texting about this earlier. This is a classic rest versus rust, right? Because a lot of the guys for the Chiefs, they've been off for three weeks. Mm-hmm. They all got rested in week seventeen. Um, they didn't play last week because of the bye. So, like, this is the first game for them. So, like, does is Cleveland able to to kind of jump out early and and get a cushion? Um, 
And I think getting Stefanski back on the sideline is, you know, is big for them too. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, really the the Browns the from last year to this year, the only really big difference um I mean, they made some moves on the offensive line and signing Jack Conklin and drafting Jedrick Wills in the first round solidified that offensive line. It's one of the best in the leagues and they're running their running game is the running backs are healthy this year too. I think Chubb missed significant time. Well, he missed a lot of time this year too, but last year he was out. Year, yeah. But him and Kareem Hunt, dude, they are outstanding. And Chubb's one of those guys. Just he just when he gets rolling, he's almost like unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And but like, like I was saying, like the only like one of the the only differences from last year to this year is Freddie Kitchens and Stefanski. And everything that I've read coming out of Cleveland is that Stefanski has just been this like calming force in that building. Just like, you know, like everybody just relax <laughs> yeah just play don't worry about making the playoffs or you know droughts or anything like that just play oh yeah no so, i think uh would i be shocked if they came there and, and that's the only chance i got i think is to do what they did to pittsburgh um break right off the bat a gut punch but well, i just think like, didn't but didn't i mean honestly though like in all honesty the steelers gut punched themselves Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about the first play. Yeah. I mean, like, but I I agree with you. Like, you gotta like if they're yeah, but whatever, whatever big, the opportunity is, you gotta you gotta seize it. You gotta the, you gotta just take it. The Browns were the Browns were ready to go. They they came out firing, and Big Ben is is done. Yeah, he's out. It's over. I mean, he th- what did he throw three picks in that game? Yeah, granted, he threw the ball sixty times. Um, and he had like 500 yards passing, but the Browns were in prevent defense in the second quarter. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that. Yeah, he's, he, it's over. I, I was watching him sit there and like he had the helmet on, you know, and he's got the chin strap, and he's his his so fucking fat that like the chin strap like goes around the bottom of the chin, like his cheeks like are spilling out around the side, and I'm like, this dude doesn't give a shit. It's over. It's, it's right. over. He's old. He's old. Yeah, he's old. He's like our. He's older than us, isn't he? Is he like thirty-eight or thirty-nine? Big Ben came out like For the sure. same the same time we all came out of college. Like I remember, yeah, Big Ben. He's Miami thirty-eight years. years. He's like 37, 38 years oh, old. Oh yeah. So he won this. He won the he's Super not Bowl. Not Brady either, by the way. Which I'm not not. I'm saying not saying he can't keep going beyond thirty-eight, but he's not taking when, care of himself the same way that. Uh, you know, he's not a he's not a uh, specimen to, no, by any means. No. Especially, you know, Tom Brady probably yes. still doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. The dude works he, out like crazy. Yeah, right. And, he, and he, big big Ben's big Ben's down the street at Bill's Bar every other night. You know I was that. Just say, yeah. he's down at Bill's Bar having a bar burger and you know, <laughs> yeah. shot of Kessler's and a few PBRs. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that guy drinks a lot of soda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's great. What what uh what year was the Super Bowl in Detroit? Because Big Ben was in 2005. So was he a rookie or was that his second year? That was a rookie year. That was a I, I want to say he was the rookie that year. So <laughs> 15 years ago? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Super Bowl 40. It's, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Okay, well, anyway. back, to the, back to the Browns. I see. Well, yeah. 
I, I, I would I expect I, I think there is no lead the Browns could get that the Chiefs wouldn't take back. I just I I, no. I can see Mahomes and Hill taking over that game in the fourth quarter if they're down by fourteen points. It, it they can just take it over at any point they want to, and they're just gonna. I, I think the Chiefs are gonna roll back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I, I think they will too. I, I just uh, you know I'm I, sticking with my theme of like, man, it really would be great to just see. I love it when teams are there and they're not supposed to be, or you mm-hmm. know the, the narrative gets you know switch and you're like oh this is i didn't see this coming or you know or tortured you know, fan bases you know i i, I mean the browns I, the browns the, the lions the yeah. Bengals, the bills i mean at least the bills went to super bowls the Bengals have been to super bowls yeah. um or a super bowl you know other than the browns other than the browns this playoffs uh, these teams that are left it's like almost chalk you know it's it, it, yeah. it, these these are all teams that were expected to be here for the most part yeah and um, it's, uh, you know, yeah. you, the, the, I think I think the Browns are the one remaining team that that people I think are going to grab onto. That's why, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see them win too, but I just don't. Yeah. I don't see it. Yeah, it's going to be. It's a tall order. Yeah, I mean, to be mi- absolutely to have to have a spread be minus ten in a playoff game. That's Vegas isn't Vegas isn't wrong much. Yeah, yeah, they know they know. So it would be a great feel good story i'd love to see it happen i hope they win but it's going to be a tall order but i still think that it'll be close um and then the the final game the game that the nfl was hoping and praying for at some point in the playoffs they probably would have loved to have it be in the nfc title game but they got brady versus breeze divisional round game and i the new orleans is favored by 3 and the the over under is fifty two. Hmm. I don't know. I can't figure this one out. I don't like the over under. Yeah, I That's a, that this could be a lower scoring game. Um, I I think the Saints cover. So I, you I think, think okay? I, so I really I I think this is the I think this this would be Breeze's I think this is Breeze's last shot, if not second to last. Where I think he, I, I just think he's got more in the tank than Tom. Tom's gonna have right now, you know. Tom's got that. Really? I I just do. I I I don't know. I trust the Saints over the Bucks. Yeah, I. It's a it's a proven commodity, right? And a lot of people, a lot of people are saying that, or a lot of people I've heard analysts talk about this game is that. Yeah, New Orleans is gonna win this. Mm. But yeah. I, I, I would I would lean towards the Saints too in this game. That'll be another really good game. Oh, yeah. I think I think I think Tom, you know I think X Factors Alvin Kamara can can the Bucks stop him? Yep. Um, because 100%. that dude that dude can take over a game. Oh, for sure, a hundred percent. I mean, yeah, he's only a few weeks removed from. Uh, or well, probably like almost a month, but removed from a six touchdown performance, which is oh, unbelievable. God. Forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and I'm glad I, I was in two fantasy championships. I lost them both, but I, I it it wasn't to the to that that like oh, good what, job. Yeah, oh, yeah. Thank you. I'm just saying what what a letdown <laughs> that is. If you make if you make the championship and you play a guy that gets six touchdown like, from one player, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's the last game I would, I would lean saints, but, uh, 
yeah, it should be some really good games. Um, Saturday could be some, some, some snow in green Bay and, and New York for the Buffalo Ravens game. Chiefs Browns. God, that, uh, that could be a barn burner. And this, you know, the storyline there to Baker and Mahomes, those guys were roommates at Texas tech when they were uh freshmen. Um, Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. What? So, yeah. So I they knew, were, I knew Baker had a Texas tech like year there. I didn't know they were there like together and roommates. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So Mahomes was a recruit for Texas tech. And I think Baker was a walk on. Like he, he played like intramural flag football and tried out for the team and they, he got a, a scholarship. Oh um, shit. And then yeah, he made his way to Oklahoma. And yeah, <clears throat> he transferred to OU probably because they were, I think, I think Leach was the coach still at their time that they were going with Mahomes um, at QB. So he transferred to OU. And I mean, um, Mahomes didn't necessarily have the fanfare and the accolades that Baker did because Baker played on a better team. But I mean, Andy Reid traded up to get him at 15 or whatever it was in that draft. Um, which was the draft I think Deshaun Watson was in and Trubisky was in. Was it one of our tight end years? No, that's probably one of our uh, Frank Ragnow, Taylor Decker years. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like just us drafting linemen and switching them to different positions that never played. Yeah. Hey, how does long snapper sound? <laughs> 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 oh man, that's great. So stick around. Oh god. Good shit. So all right. Well, that wraps it up on the playoffs, and this is where we really want to go. But that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> Never gets old. No. Hockey is back. Season started yesterday, and a lot of games tonight. Wings kicked off, and they played a very good Carolina Hurricanes team. So, did you but, look at? So, when we were talking about shots on net randomly a while ago, yeah. that was for the one period. Did you see what the final was? It was like 42, wasn't it? It was like 70-something to 30-something. Wait, no way. No Grace way. hit Grace. I, I, I thought I – like I must have just saw a blip on the screen. I saw FSN I, on my screen. Here, I just but. got a text from somebody at work that, that that's a big Wings fan. He's just like, shots on net were 46 to 13. Hold on. Yeah, 40, 43 that? shots to 13 shots on net. Carolina to Detroit, obviously. Not a good start. Yeah. 14 shots for, for the wings, 42 shots for yeah. I don't know where you're getting that. Because Corpus Allo had like 75 saves in that six overtime. Oh, okay. No, that I must have just saw. I, I caught I caught something like a rolling thing on the bottom of the screen and, and must have just I must have read it wrong. My bad. Yeah. But leading off with just a quick little headline, the Red Wings have announced that Dylan Larkin will be the captain. So that was 
pretty big news to start um, before the season. And, I mean, um, are you really surprised though? I mean, like, no, we all thought it was calm. We all, everybody kind of figured there's kind of like waiting for like, okay, like, is this actually going to happen or? Yeah. I mean, like, I think Eisenman has a, has a way of doing things. And I think he just kind of wanted to get a feel for the room and yeah, get his foot, get his foot in the door and figure this team out before he sure. did anything. He, he wasn't going to walk in the door and name him captain without really getting to know the team, you know? Yeah. Sure. And the, um, so who are, who are the, the alternates? I'm assuming Mantha is one of them, right? No, no, Glenn Denning and uh, DeKaiser. Nope. Uh, what's his name? Franz. Oh, Franz Nielsen. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. He's a vet. Um, he's probably a strong voice in the locker room. I'm assuming. Um, like, I another. Forgot I forgot that he played for the team. I know that was kind of a weird one to me. Glenn Denning made sense because I think Glenn yeah. Denning's a, a, a real big locker room guy. Yeah. Um, the way that Applicator made sense, you know, that type of deal. For sure. The, Niel- the Nielsen one, I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. I thought this guy might be out the door. Yeah, I, I thought so, too. I thought yeah, they would, I thought he could have been bought out in that second buyout window when they went to arbitration with Bertuzzi, but they kept him. So, um, anywho, another captain that was announced is uh, the first captain in the Vegas Golden Knights franchise history, Mark Stone. The first captain? This is the first year they've named a captain? Yeah, it's the first year they've had a captain. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah. But, um, okay. Well, in the Minnesota Wild, they, they've only had one captain. This is their 20th season. Um, they've only had one captain in their franchise, and, well, he's no longer with the team. Yeah. So they didn't have a, they didn't have a captain for a few years, and then um, Miko Koivu was their captain for – like like his whole his whole career his whole career in Minnesota basically and mm-hmm. uh until he he left this year he's now with Columbus but he was he is their only captain i, I now they actually announced this year Jared Spurgeon their defenseman is their captain for the wild yeah there's four so, or five cap new captains out there i think yep there's um it's crazy to think though and I, and this was something that I saw like on Columbus Blue Jackets social media. So like they've, they're wearing like a patch this year for like their 20th season. But like there was when that, that when the, those franchises were announced, it was Columbus or that expand those expansion teams were announced. It was Columbus, Nashville, and Minnesota, right? Those were the three teams. Sounds about right. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It, I don't know. For me, it's just like crazy to think that like those teams it's have been, been in the league for years. 20 years. Wow. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it does not seem that long. Because I saw um, Minnesota, because I, obviously I knew about the Columbus one because I follow their social media accounts, so they have a patch that they're wearing this year, and I think the Wild are too. But Columbus is playing Nashville. They played Nashville tonight. I haven't seen any – Nashville hasn't put anything up for that, which is weird. you think that they would market the shit out of that. Hmm. Um, but, like, they don't have a patch. There's nothing like – there's nothing like on the the glass or on the boards or anything like that. Or on somebody the had a somebody had a twenty five patch too. I saw it briefly. I think it might have been the Coyotes. No, Colorado. Was that Colorado? Okay. Yeah. So they actually revamped their jerseys a little bit. So yeah, I don't like that. They went to the, I don't either to the, to the Quebec jersey. Yeah, I like. Oh, for the reverse retro. Was that what that was? Okay. So, no, but like they're like, like they're their primary home and away. Like they went with, 
Like they, I, they used like last year they had black helmets and black pants, and I thought that looked really nice with their with their their sweaters. But now they've actually gone with like that the like matching blue pants and helmets. Oh, gross! So it's a little bit different look. Probably, maybe a nod to Quebec because they they are kind of similar. But yeah, oh, that's actually a good good thing that you a good thing that you brought up is that they that was a kind of a big a big marketing thing for the the league over the summer was those reverse retro uniforms some of them were awesome some of them why, were... why do we fail so hard on our jerseys sometimes? Dude, the wings the wings retro reverse retro it looks like a practice jersey right it, it's, just... it's it's the same jersey for that winter class the last winter classic we were in it literally looks the exact same yeah it's just it's you're just like this is a missed opportunity here i don't know I what know. and i don't know maybe they're maybe because they have been part of those games so many times you're just like how many we've, times can we do these old logos? And we've yeah, we've kind of been through it all. But um, I I don't know. Like I, there's I, some it, cool ones. No, there's there. It was a missed opportunity. There's some cool. There's still some logos out there that they haven't used. Like the the I think the Detroit Falcons at one point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's some there's there. That was a, a huge missed opportunity on this team's part. I don't know how much say they have in it. I mean, they got to have most of the say. You imagine? Oh, for sure. I mean, they're original six, man. I mean. You think that they, I don't know, just a white and gray jersey with a red logo, or the, the primary logo. It's just like, huh? I know. Shoot, give us a black one. You know? uh, dude, I just, was literally just going to say, like, remember in the, the late 90s they had the black? Yeah, just for the hell of it, you know? Throw yeah. a black one. Something something we've never seen. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I like some of these expansion teams. They did, you know, they were kind of had some nods to their, you know, the previous team's you know, that they were from. So like mm-hmm. with Colorado, it's the Quebec Nordiques um, with Carolina, it's Hartford whalers, Minnesota wild. It's not necessarily like the, the logo from the North stars, but the color scheme is like that, like Kelly green with the gold or yellow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that one was really cool. Um, who else had a really cool, Oh, the ducks uh, ducks was miss a missed opportunity too. They had like the, they had like like the the mascot like wild wing like jumping through the ice just looks so it just looks it just looks weird i like um, i actually liked when they for a while mimicked you know the 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 mighty duck fuck yeah they should do that like, they should do like, it all the that, time that should be the that should be the jersey out there oh, instead of yeah. the d the web the stupid d like they just need to have the mighty duck jersey you're talking about like with the duck head on yeah yeah with like the yeah. duck goalie mask the goalie mask with the with the with the cross the the hockey oh, yeah. sticks and that the that should be the jersey 100% of the that time should be it 100 yeah i agree, I agree. that's one of the coolest that's one of the coolest jerseys out there yeah i, I would say that's like like probably the coolest newer era jersey jersey yeah like you no. got to take take out the original take out the original six yeah, the original yeah. six no, no. anaheim and then, and then we'll talk uh, San Jose. San Jose. I like San Jose's. I think, yeah. I think, I think it's. I have nothing wrong with San Jose. <clears throat> Wild. What, what is their logo? Uh, it's a. It's a. Some, it's a, some trees. Some trees in a snowstorm. It's a. It's okay. a. It's a bear head. Oh, it's a bear head. Yeah, it's in the shape. Yeah. Of a, it's like trees in the shape of a bear head, right? It's like trees, a sunset, and then actually his the eye of the bear is like a shooting star, which is a, a nod to the North Stars. How do you know these things? Right. Because I do. Deep. That is deep. It's it's there. You just got to look. All right. um, anyway, who else? Oh, uh, Saint Saint Louis. 
St. Louis. They did like a reverse retro. Their their jerseys red, which I think was pretty. I thought was pretty cool. Um, the Canadians they did a reverse retro. Their jerseys actually blue, which I thought looked pretty cool. Their their logo is the same, but that logo is fucking oh, man, awesome. That, that I like. I like that blues one. I just pulled. Yeah, back isn't that blues one cool? That, um, that I mean, that just reminds me of like the '90s playoffs right away yeah, for some reason. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, I really like the Rangers. It's um, it's the logo with the Statue of Liberty on it. I think. Okay. Do you remember? Do you ever remember that? Like, yeah, it's kind of that, like was a, a, that was a cool logo. Like the yeah. like the the mid '90s, like Messier, Gretzky, Mark Richter, Brian Leach Rangers. Late late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, another one that I really liked too, the reverse retro was the Buffalo Sabers. So they went with like, um, remember like the Dominic Hoshik Sabers. Now the color scheme was like red, it red, black, and silver, but they had like that. The logo was like a Buffalo, like the, the, the head of the face of a Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they did something, I feel like they did something with that. Okay. So no, they did like a. It's like a, okay. It's like two two swords on the chest, but they have that logo on the shoulders. That's the shoulder patch. Is that buffalo? But the the color scheme is the gold and royal blue, which is cool. I like it a lot. Um, doesn't hurt very much. My face. <laughs> um, caps. I like the caps. Is kind of cool. They went to like the uh, the blue. Is it blue? No, it's red, but it's the the one like the. Uh, Oh, it's like the go the, back to the Yager days with like the screaming eagle down the front. Yeah, the the but it's isn't the 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 chest. Yeah, the screaming eagle. So that's like the the Olaf Kolzig, yep. uh late nineties ones. But it's but the color scheme is the the red with the like the red, white, and blue. Okay, call me like I don't know why, and I can't even explain it. But I love I love the Coyotes one. I oh, dude, that. that's cool as shit. Dude, the Arizona Coyotes jersey. They should bring that back. But I don't know. Maybe it loses its luster. But yeah, I love the the Coyotes one. is awesome. The desert, the desert on the. This looks like a roller hockey jersey, but yeah, I love it's it. the purple. Yeah, That's yeah, cool. I I love that one. Um, the Kings went with the purples too. I like it. Yep, L.A. went with the purples. Um, the Flames were pretty. I think they went with uh, their jersey. They're, like they kind of went back to their old school jerseys, which are awesome. Like the red with the gold without any black trim. The again, the again, the drum again, again, my days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really liked. Yeah, so they went with the black with like the horse on the front, right? Yeah. So yeah, like the flame yep. shooting out. Yep. Um. The jacket, the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, like, they did a red, they do, a, they have a red jersey, which is cool. Um, but a lot of people were bitching about it because they're like, this just looks like a Capitals jersey because it's red. And I'm like, I, what I'm are you going to do? I, I'm on a Fox Sports website that, that, that ranked these. <laughs> so, they ranked the Blues dead last, and then they ranked the, the Wings next up. And it says, Yawn, who called up the practice squad? Yeah, they look like practice jerseys, right? Yep. Um, so yeah, Columbus went with their like original logo with like the CBJ and it has like the hockey stick on it. And, like I remember when the the Blue Jacket Blue Jackets first came out with like their logos and stuff, I was like, God, this is the dumbest scheme ever. But like now it almost has like 
it's like that 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 style from that time period is like come back come back and looks cool now. I wish yeah, a little would... a little bit of the retro. You're seeing some more like eighties in yeah, in, not just in the NHL, but like kind of coming back everywhere in in, in the nineties, uh, like nineties style too. Eighties nineties stuff. Yeah. So, so I think that's what I didn't I didn't really get what they were doing with the whole like like I mean I got it, but the logo with the blue jerseys just with like a cannon in the middle of them like those are some kind of weird jerseys i thought i actually like i like going back to that that buzzing b whatever that b is that you guys Stinger? got flying around is Fuck. that his name dude i literally that was like i was like i really hope that they come out with a jersey with stinger's head on it yeah like that's more that would have been cool but moves moves the pants a little more yeah are you so you're talking about the the logo that's like the crest with like the the, the cannon on it yeah like that's that's just weird so like that's yeah that's kind of that's kind of newer um, but that's because they fire off the cannon at the arena when a goal is scored. So they've kind of, in, they've kind of put that into like the logos now. And I've actually seen some mock-ups with that is like the primary logo on the chest and it, it looks pretty cool. Um, but yeah. Anyways, how are your jackets looking? I don't even know. Uh... So yeah, that's actually a good question. They, yeah, Blue Jackets lost to Nashville tonight. Um, three to one was an empty netter, but you know they had a breakaway. Felino stick broke, and um, you know two seconds later, Forsberg scored on a breakaway, and Columbus just isn't built to for comebacks. You come from behind, and actually, the news out of the out of Columbus is Pierre Luc Dubois. I don't know if you've followed some of the storylines coming in out of training camp, but he saw, I, I remember it was a couple weeks ago. I saw the, the, you know, the update come through my phone that Pierre Luc Dubois signed a deal with the jackets. And I was like, Oh, great. And then I saw it was for two years, $10 million. I was like, Oh no. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And it came out, all the reports come out and like literally Monday morning, I'm driving to work listening to NHL network radio. And like the top two stories they're talking about were my, Matthew Barzell, not signed yet. And Pierre Luc Dubois requesting a trade out of Columbus. And everybody's just like, this is fucking Panarin and Bobrovsky all over again. Oh, he's already requesting a trade. He wants to change the scenery. That's at least what's, at least that's what's come out. And, <clears throat> you know, this, he's a guy that was taken. The, the only two players that were, <coughs> were drafted ahead of him in the 2016 draft were Patrick Line and Austin Matthews. And when they drafted him at three, like, they were even talking on the radio. They're like, there were audible gasps in the, in the room that the jackets took him that high. Um, and it's, it panned out. I mean, he was, you know, he had 10 points in 10 games last year. He had a hat trick against the Maple Leafs in the qualifiers. Like he's a, he's a, he's a number one center. It's exactly what they drafted him to be. And he's become that. And, you know, once again, here we are with a guy that, you know, he doesn't want to sign long-term and it's just like, you know, at least this time around, I think the Jackets have a little bit of leverage where they have two years. The contract isn't too bad right now, but they should. But I mean, like the rumors coming out right now are like a lot, like at least, at least, you know, half the league has already approached them about like, okay, what, what do you want for him? And people are, throw, I mean, people throw rumors out all the time, but they're looking for a high end talent. So like the, a rumor came out today that Montreal checked in on, checked in on it in that, you know, that deal would have to involve Nick Suzuki, who's their young center. Um, 
Rangers could be interested, and that would have to start with either a Lafreniere or Capocacco deal mm-hmm. you know, package. Like they're they're going to want to get something in return for him because Dubois, if they're going to trade him to a team that's interested, it's going to be somewhere he wants to go, like a Montreal or New York, um, where he's going to sign. It's going to be like a sign and trade, right? Where it's like he's yeah. going to sign a long term extension. Is I mean, am I off base here? I mean, I'm just I'm asking you because you live there. It, it, Columbus just seems like a place where young stars go to get noticed, and they're going to go sign on a big team from there. It just it's like they can yeah they know how to you know they they can evaluate talent they cultivate that talent and then when they get to the, the big team and they're ready to sign they can't hang know. on to it yeah so that's it's it's there there's a there's a yeah there's a there's a yes and no to that so like you know Panarin was a guy that they traded for and you know that that was something that they were like hoping maybe they could get him long term um Bobrovsky you know what like he left but you know, to, he wanted like Buku dollars, and like he's mm-hmm. an aging goalie. Just never a good idea. It just wasn't smart. The, the Panarin deal. I mean, look, Panarin. They threw a hundred million dollars at the guy. His agent told him to sign with Columbus. His girlfriend told him to sign to Columbus. He didn't want to sign with Columbus. He signed with New York for less money because he wanted to be in New York. He's all about the flash. Yeah, know, like, and like I, you can't blame him. Like that's fine. No. But it's not like Columbus didn't try. I mean, they literally threw as much money as they could at him. Um, and he just didn't want a beer. But yeah, you're right. There's, you know, Josh Anderson is another one where he was an RFA this year. I think Columbus wanted to keep him, but they didn't want to sign a long-term deal. I think they maybe want to sign him like on a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. I think I think Anderson would have stayed here, but he wanted the long-term dollars. So that's why they were able to find a deal with Montreal and say, hey, you know, we'll flip you Josh Anderson. He'll sign an extension with, you know, he signed with them for seven years. Um, he signed like a five, $35 million deal. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Um, and if he doesn't pan out, you know, that doesn't, that's not necessarily uh, a good thing to have on your books. And, you, you know, depending on how the, a lot of these caps, you know, a lot of these teams, they'll, they'll push all that money towards, you know, he's probably only making $3 million this year or $2 million this year against the cap. But then once you get further down the contract, that, that dollar amount becomes bigger, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then he becomes impossible to move. Yeah. And then you can't move it. And, yeah. you know, he's sitting on your third or fourth line and you're paying him 8 million bucks. That's why I love, that's why I love Heiserman. I, I just, I'm glad we have a guy that's in there. You're not going to see a deal like that. Right, exactly. And you're not going to see that happen. And and the one thing that like a team like the Wings has over a team like Columbus is that their original six franchise, no matter how bad how oh, bad we are, you you have that attraction. There's there's definitely a cachet for sure. And having a guy like Iserman in the front office doesn't hurt either. That you're oh, yeah. you're talking with a, a hockey legend. Um, but you know, Domi seems to be happy here. He only signed a two year deal, so we'll see what happens if he. You know, if he reinvigorates his career here and he's happy, I could see him staying. But like, you look at guys like Cam Atkinson, um, you know, Nick Foligno. The, granted, those guys aren't like superstars, but like they're good players, and they probably could have left, and they ended up staying here. But the two that really stand out to me are Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski. Like those guys. Granted, they signed like bridge deals, mm-hmm. um, but I think that was more or less to kind of see what the organization is going to be doing as far as bringing in more talent. 
those guys don't have any intention of as far as what I can tell, those guys don't have any intention of leaving. You know, yeah. they like it in Columbus. They want to stay there. And I see like Seth Jones, that guy's wearing the C next. Yeah, that's that's good. Hey, uh, you know, it's there's it's you got some talent on that roster for sure. I mean, it's um their decor is is solid. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I didn't know you had Delzato too. Like there's there's some talent right. on that D, that decor for sure. Um, and there, there's and, that what's that? Oh, you got okay. I just saw. I was just looking at the defense. You got Savard too. Yeah, some big big dudes. Gavrikov, he's like 24 years old. He's been from. He was in the KHL. He just came over last year. Was his first full season in the NHL. He's solid. He's huge. Um, they got this. They got this kid from Notre Dame, Andrew Peak. He's, you know, like he's on their like third. You know, he's like a you know their number six defenseman. But he's he was a rookie last year. This would be his first full year. He's got some promise. Mm-hmm. And they shipped out. And they shipped out uh, Ryan Murray. Ryan Murray was a number two overall pick, and he was a top four guy with them. Um, but they just didn't have space for him. Yeah, and they had to move some. They had to move some cap so that they could prevent somebody from coming in with an offer sheet for Dubois. They were really afraid of that. No, you got some. This this is a talented roster. Unfortunately, I think uh, this central division that we're both in here. Yeah, Columbus and Detroit finds himself in. I mean, it's it might be the toughest division. That or the East, right? Yeah. So if you look at, I'm glad you we have we have we have both the Stanley Cup finalists in our division so there's that right there yeah i mean when was the last time that it's i mean it's probably been since like the original six days that you had the the two teams playing the stanley cup in the same division <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah exactly right? I, I actually i mean this is goofy this year obviously like everything is but i think it's awesome at the same time yeah it's cool i it, it shakes it up and i do like the playoff format too where it's it's one through 16 so like it's not based on like conferences or anything like that. Like it's just like the top sixteen teams get in. Doesn't matter. Um, well, actually, no. No, it's, it's top, top four. It's top, top four in each division. Top four in each division, but they'll seed one through sixteen based on points. It's not going to be like, oh, you won That's your division, cool. so you're the four. Yeah, that way. That way. I mean, so if like you're you're, you're, re- you're rewarding some of the teams for having good regular seasons. Yeah, because I hate I hate how you know you get a team. How many how many years did you see the wins? Win that president's trophy and go in the playoffs and just catch the wrong team, the wrong five, six seed. Or, or no, it right. been, yeah. been eight seed. The eight, eight seed. seed. Yeah. Yeah. You would have seen the eight seed that would just, we happen to catch the hottest team in the NHL. Right. You got a hot just, goalie and just, they yep. just ride. And you knew it was, and like with the Wings, you knew that, you know, that the Wings were going to get whoever they played, they were always going to give them their best shot. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So that was always tough to be able to, to to match that intensity. And the other thing too with the divisions now, not this one, but like how the divisions are set up with like you've got your division winner and then you have your two teams play against each other. The you know, the two and the three play against each other, and then the wild cards play the you know, like you can have the three top teams in the conference in the same division and you've got, you know, one of those, you know, two of those three teams are playing each other. It's just like That's why would you want you know, like th- that happened a few years ago where it's like, um, you know, you could have three teams with a hundred over a hundred points and two of them are playing each other in the first round. That does, that's just not how it should be. Right. Yeah. No. So that's how, and they, they set it up because they wanted to have Toronto, Montreal or Toronto. Yeah. This is all, this is all about dealing with COVID and proximity for the yeah. year. 
but just like keeping, and keeping the teams local and, and limiting travel and, and the fact that none of us can go to Canada. No, no, but I'm I'm talking about the divisions. You know, when they go back to normal, like the Atlantic oh, yeah. division is like Toronto, Montreal, Boston. You know, they want to see those matchups in the first round because it's never a guarantee that you're going to get that in the conference final. Whereas, yeah. like, if you have the two and the three playing each other in the division the first round every year, your your chances of getting Montreal and Boston or Montreal and Toronto or or Toronto and Detroit are high. Yeah, and that's 100%. what the NHL is going for with that. But yeah, I, I kind of like this structure. It's it's different. Um, but yeah, the the central. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty stacked. I mean, you've got the like you said, the two teams playing for the Stanley Cup last year. Now, granted, Dallas is a little shorthanded to start because Sagan's out and B- Bishop's on IR. Yeah, I see. So I we had. Uh, are you in McNabb's fantasy league? Yes. Team name, even, team name is Preppy. Nice. I didn't even. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, even, I noticed you had your auto pick on. Yeah, I didn't even know the draft was happening. I had. We had this this whole little COVID scare with Wyatt. I just had so much going on this past yeah. weekend, and no. I texted McNabb on Tuesday. I'm like, "Hey, did we do the draft yet?" He's like, "Yeah, you auto drafted, dick." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're sitting there. You got Connor McDavid. I, um, I, I don't hate my team. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I literally was looking at. Because you picked, a, you were picking a few in front of me, and it was like you and whoever was picking after you were on auto draft. I was like, all right, well, these guys are gone. Yeah, um, so it was probably fairly easy for you because you knew it was just going to be the top of the list. Yeah, so I could kind of go, kind of strategize that way. But um, yeah, I was like, Connor Mc, I thought Connor McDavid would go number one, and like he, f- I, I think you picked like fourth or fifth. Third, I got him third. You got him third. Okay, so. I'm trying to think who went. F- it must it must have been what's his face from Edmonton was uh, Drysidle. Was Drysidle picked ahead of him this year? The ridiculous season he had. Yeah, know. I'm trying to think who. Else. Oh, McKinnon. McKinnon was picked top t- top two. So it was like McKinnon, probably Drysidle, McKinnon, McDavid. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's uh, nice to start off with McDavid on your line in your lineup. Oh, take it. Um, but yeah, Dallas, they don't have Sagan bishops out and well, Corey Perry's gone. Not that he was like, a, a, no. not, that, not that he was like a, a he's, he, he's a role player anymore. Yeah. But he was not, he was, he was, I thought he was kind of a key part of their run in the playoffs last oh, year. hundred percent. Yeah. He was, he was um, kind of on a little bit of a tear there. Yeah. So no, it's but, a, no, it's, it's a, it's going to be a fun year. It's just, I'm glad hockey's back and hopefully they can keep it, keep it rolling. Did you watch any of that Lightning Blackhawks game? So what did I, I? So I had it on, and I think before any of the fireworks started, I actually I had to play hockey. Wednesday night's hockey night. I was over at the Lakeland. Gotcha. Um, well, I mean Chicago, they have fallen off a cliff too. Yeah. Well, they lost their top pick. Uh, what's his name? Is it Kirby Doc? Kirby Doc's. Yep, he's he, hurt. He's, he hurt his wrist bad, I think. In the uh... well, and they don't have any fucking goalies. Uh, Leonard, yeah. they traded Leonard, which looks dumb now. But I mean, I don't know what they got in return, um, so I can't really say that for sure. Corey Crawford, they let go walk. So like their their goalie right now is Malcolm Subban. And I mean, I'm not gonna ju- I'm not gonna judge him after playing Tampa Bay because even without Kucherov, that team is fucking loaded. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, it looks like uh, it could be a rough year for the Hawks. 
Oh, and I think, I mean, our division top four right now, like, I think your Blue Jackets are going to be one of the last teams in. They're going to be fighting for that fourth spot because you got yeah. I you might I, like right now. I would pencil in Carolina, Tampa. Da- well, no, we can't do Dallas. So. No, I would say Tampa Bay, Carolina, and then you're going to get Tampa Bay, Carolina, Nashville, and then that third spot is going to be Columbus, Dallas, Florida. And I would probably I would probably lean towards Columbus because um, I like the. I like the defense and the go- the goaltending. Yeah, and the coaching. What is what's what's Dallas is it like Sagan out long term? He's out for the year. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah, Bishop's can... Bishop's out until like March. So it's pretty much the whole season. There's only like what sixty games. Something 50, like that, right? 56 games. Yeah. So that's like probably what a third of the season. <laughs> Do the Wings sneak in this year? No. No way. Yeah, so then you're looking at uh, Chicago and Detroit bringing up the rear. The Wings, like you said, they're better defensively, bringing in Stetcher and John Merrill, right, and Nemesnikov and Bobby Ryan. But these guys Stahl. are all – I mean, Stahl. Yeah, Mark Stahl. He's not – he's nothing special, but but he's he's a, he's a force back there. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's he's solid. Bringing bringing in Grice was huge. I, their goaltending is is uh, um, you know that'll be a strength for them. It's just going to be can they score enough? Can they score any? Can anybody score us outside of that top line? Right. And they did not look good today. Yeah, I didn't for, see the I, game. I, I I probably watched. I probably watched. I don't know a third of the game, and there was not one one offensive player that was noticeable out there. Put it that way. I mean, thirteen shot, fourteen shots on goal the entire game. That's yeah. awful. Was like Bobby Ryan was he even dressed today? Like I don't, I don't even think I saw his name. I, he was. I think their second line was uh, was it Zadina, Fabry, and Nemestikov? Oh wait, or I don't know. That's a good point. It's it, it just it was a it was a piss poor effort today. Yeah, for sure. And just you could tell it, it was. I think it was eleven months since their last game. Isn't that Something crazy? Like that. That's weird. Yeah. That is ridiculous. They haven't played since March of last year. Mm-hmm. That is fucking wild. Yeah, let's see. Ice time. Bertuzzi, 21 minutes. Larkin, 20 minutes. Mantha, 18. I mean, they're going to be riding those guys hard. Fabric, oh, yeah. 16. Philpola played 14. Zadina. And then, shit, dude, Aronic played 24 minutes, and Patrick Nemeth played 21. That's going to be your your top pair, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, or Merrill, maybe. We want we want this year to be another tank year. We're not winning anything. Yep. It, it, you know, give yourself the best chance once again to be high in the draft. It's an improved roster, but it's still a lottery. Team. We're not there. We're uh, two years from now. Let's talk. You know, some of these guys that Eisenman drafted are going to be making the squad. You know, oh, dude, they're, 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 they've heard we've heard we've heard rumblings of how impressive they've been. Where they're all skating right now, their you know, prospects are tantalizing. Lucas Raymond, yes. Cider, um, Soderblom. This is uh, he's he's gonna he's building his pipeline in. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Lucas, Lucas Raymond. I mean, they didn't. Granted, it sucks they didn't get Lafreniere, but Lucas Raymond is going to be a really good. Uh, forward. Yeah, no, we're. I'm excited because it, it's just because all I want to hear, like I don't need to hear that our, our 
our prospects are the next the next big thing. I just want to hear that these guys are making noise wherever they're playing. They're yep. they're they're evaluated high. They're evaluated higher than originally thought. Eisman's picks look good. That's all I want to hear right now. And you know, give him give him a couple more years, and I want to see us back in the playoffs and and stay there. Yeah, and and the, you look at the team right now, and you're just like, all right, yeah, they're dog shit. We know that, and you just you know, you know, you just have to have Iserman's plan just process, just let it carry it carry it. You know, you need to let mm-hmm. that process carry out, and you hope, you know, three four years from now, that's when they start knocking on the door of okay, getting into the playoffs and start making some noise. Oh yeah, for sure. Grice, so. it's nice having like Grice. It feels like the first like real starting goalie we've had in a while. Like how long? How long have we rode Jimmy? Like we had to be a decade. We had uh, eight, 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 nine years at least, right? Because I mean, he had he, to be pushed it a decade. When they the last time the Wings made a run was like 2013. That was his like, you know, that was he was the goalie then. Mm-hmm. But it's just we've we've had these goalies that have been the Wayne's MO have been like backups everywhere else. And we've we've relied on this this yeah. heavy heavy D presence to mitigate that. And uh yeah, Grace granted we lost three nothing tonight, but man, Grace looked pretty solid back there. So Yeah, so that was kind of my one my other question is like, what do the wings do goalie? Like do they have any prospects in the pipeline where it's like, yeah, this like these two guys are going to be the future, or possibly the future? Or is it kind of like, do you do you see them maybe making a move and signing like, you know, a free agent like a Markstrom who's like twenty four or twenty five is an you know he's an UFA or something? Goalie is one of those positions in the NHL that I see. You know, you hear what was it this year that uh, what was Spencer Knight? Was he the one that was the high pick? Spencer Knight and oh no 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 it's the Russian, okay, uh, Askarov or whatever. Yeah, but goalie for me, you got to go out and get somebody in free agency. Yeah, it, it's you don't you don't, I don't know you just don't hear about these goalies developing quick as quick as some of these players. But granted, right now our two goalies are, are Bernier and, and Grice, guys that are just kind of here. Yeah, on an, in, on an in between type of thing. Um, Oh, well, I mean, that's a that's that's uh, Iserman's mo right now. Until these until these prospects are ready to to make the NHL roster, these he's just doing bridge deals. Yeah, hundred percent. Two two year, three year, short term deals. Bobby Ryan's on a one year deal. Um, just anybody it, comes knocking trade deadline, you want Grice? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh God. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. It's like somebody gets hurt. Yeah. Hundred percent. You get. You know. What's his What's his face in in uh, you know the Capitals? Uh, I can't think of his name. Holtby. You know, Holtby goes down. Yep. Is he still the goalie there? Well, I can't remember. No, Holtby got, got moved, didn't he? Holtby's the goalie in Vancouver now. I forgot about that, man. So they still have up in my hockey. So they still have Thatcher Demko, but I think they want to give him some more time because he was fucking awesome in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I forgot that Holtby's not there anymore. Okay. Yeah. So the goalie. I'm just saying, like, you get a team that that. Can bite on Grice. Like, what do we sign Grice for two years? I think it's a three-year deal. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Washington. Remember they signed Lundqvist. Oh, that's right. Okay. So he he had to have a heart surgery, so he's out for the year. Um, but yeah, they're now their goalie of the future in Washington's that Ilya Samsonov. 
Mm-hmm. That's why Holt, that's why they didn't re-sign Holtby. So I'll be interested to see. I think Vancouver is an intriguing team to me. I, I like them. I think that are they Stanley Cup contenders? I, you know, we're we'll see. But um, Holt, Holtby could could elevate them. But I mean, Markstrom was fucking solid too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So looking at anyways. So yeah, looking at the the central. Like we said, Tampa Bay, Carolina, you know, I'd have to go with Nashville and, and Columbus. I think those are the four teams that I would pick to go to the playoffs out of that division right now. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think it's, it's a, you could, you could almost chalk it up and, and Florida could get hot for sure. You know, just with Bobrowski, they got some, they have Barkov, right? Barkov, Huberdo. Yeah, um, they, got, they got some players down there. You what's know, Florida's, his, Florida's one of those streaky teams that'll go on like a ten a ten game winning streak and then just shit the bed for a week, you know. Yeah, what's his? Uh, who's their? God damn it, Huberto Barkov. They've got another. Uh, God, who's their other skilled? Oh well, they had Hoffman. I mean, last year what you would have thought would have been the year that they would have been good and got to the playoffs because they had they had um, Dadnov. Barkov, Huberto, they had Mike Hoffman, and you know they just were they're defensively just not there. Mm-mm. Well, I think I don't think what's his uh, Bobrowski had he started off slow last year, but then came on hot. Yep, yeah, I think they and they you know they made some moves defensively, but I mean, I think a lot of people you know you could look at the success Bobrowski had in Columbus and. Um, you know, he was at the system and the, the in place in front of him, right? Mm-hmm. Where defensively, you know, Columbus, you know, Tortorella, they're loading the, loading up the box, and they're just really hard to get through, get any quality chances on there. But yeah, Florida could absolutely get hot, man. <clears throat> Interesting to see. I guess I there was a TSN report coming out that teams are possibly checking in on Barkov if Florida wants to trade him. Really. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking premium talent. Shit. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. 100%. Moving on to the um oh fountain central. Who you got? Don't you go dying on us. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Put your shoes on. We're at grandma's. <laughs> Did you fall asleep? Andy, are you on mute? Hello? Oh, that's great. <laughs> awesome. All right, so <laughs> chalk it up. <laughs> What'd you say, Andy? Wings for Stanley Cup? You got it. Pencil. Okay. That's your bet? <laughs> yeah. Thousand dollars. Okay. I'll do you mark that down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I got it. Um, okay, yeah. This dude, this East Division. Holy shit. Listen to this. Islanders, Flyers, Capitals. Bruins, Devils, Sabres, Penguins, Rangers. If anything, this year is going to be great to like rivalry renewals, man. Like there is going to be some. Oh, like, dude, just... Philly and Pittsburgh eight times. They're going to kill each other. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> they, they are really going to kill each other. Somebody will die on the ice this year. Yeah. Um, Boston. You throw Boston in there. Everybody hates Boston. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, got, oh, you, my... get, you get the. 
the New York, the the New yep. York rivalry. I mean, Islanders Rangers for sure. They don't they don't play each other like a whole lot normally, do they? No, they're in the same division. Are they okay? That, that metro that metro division is like the New York teams, New Jersey, New Jersey. Okay, Washington, the Pennsylvania teams, and then Columbus and Carolina. Gotcha. So who's so basically? You're, it's Washington and what? Boston throwing in the mix. Is that kind of what this? Uh, no, it's Boston and Buffalo. You're okay. you're you're throwing in Boston and Buffalo from the Atlantic um, into the Metro, basically. Yeah, and you, this looks like you've swapped out Columbus and Carolina. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that's a tough one to call. If I had to look at this right now and say who are the four playoff teams. I'm gonna go with Philly. Um, I go with the Capitals. I go with the Islanders. Whew, this is tough, man. But I'm gonna go with the Penguins over the Bruins, and the Bruins are out. I'm not. Really? The Rangers have a, a ton of talent. I just don't know if it's there yet. You know no, what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm gonna rule out both New York teams out of this mix. You're ruling out the Islanders. I think I am. I'm putting Boston in over the Islanders. Ballsy. Islanders are just in the conference final. I know, but I think that that was a hot squad last year. Okay. Um, You know, what's his face? Who's their captain? Uh, Anders Lee. Yeah. You know, uh, Anders Lee, little cute run in the playoffs. Like, I I don't think he's that good. Yeah, you could see some guys step up though. I mean, Barzell is an emerging talent, and yeah, he is. Uh, their defenseman Pulak. A lot of people are saying he could really step up and be into from like a you know a mid tier defenseman and to start getting into that elite defenseman category. Who's between the pipes for them this year? I forgot. Like who? Who's so Thomas? It was Varlamov and Grice last year, and Varlamov was uh, he got most of the starts in the playoffs, and he I think he played pretty much every game in the conference final against Tampa, but they have Varlamov. And then I, I don't know if he's a rookie. Maybe he is, but it's uh this kid, Ilya Sorokin or Sorokin or something like that is their backup, but he's supposed to be like the future for them. Yeah. I'm rolling with Tuka Rask over that. So okay. give me, give me Boston. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, for me, it's, it's between Boston and Pittsburgh. I just, that team, the way that they went out against Montreal last year, I'm just I'm not sure if they have enough defensively. I think that they can still that you know you got Malkin and Crosby up the middle, you're going to score, right? You got Crosby mm-hmm. and get and Gensel on a line. Um, I still think that they're going to find way to score points. It's just you know is there enough in front of Jari because they traded Matt Murray, he's gone. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, there's something to be said about this being a shortened season though. You know, you yeah. What you go Pittsburgh usually at some point r- will run into some injury issues. Gino, yeah, Gino's very healthy. You know, he's he's up and down lately. So is so is Crosby. You know, with the shortened season, Latang always gets hurt. Oh yeah, they they hang on and these guys stay healthy just for a little. You know, till when when is when are the playoffs? When are they scheduled um, to be? End of May, I think. Yeah. So I mean, this season we're gonna blink. It's gonna be over. Yeah, that's a good point. That's true. You know, yeah. they, they might, they might, you know, not having to endure the regular season, the full season, right? And I think that's, the Islanders could be one of the, like kind of like a Columbus, where 
they're going to be competitive, but do they have enough firepower where they're going to be losing these one nothing two mm-hmm. to two to one games where you know they just can't seem to find the back of the net and sometimes those sometimes those losses start to pile up when you're losing oh, yeah. those one 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 goal games, right? Yep. I got yeah, I got Boston, Philly, Pittsburgh, Washington. Okay. So I got them four. Those four this division here. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. All right. And then Fountain, Fountain any input? Yeah, Fountain, what's your, what are your picks on that one guy? Thousand on the Rangers. <laughs> got that. Uh, wait, what was that? The Sabres? Got it. <laughs> Scratch, scratch the Rangers. It's the Sabers. Okay, we're good now. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, we'll we'll leave the North for the last because that's all the Canadian teams. But the West, I think, is pretty cut and dry. I mean, you've got the California teams: Minnesota, Vegas, Arizona, and St. Louis and Colorado. Oh wait, is that? Yeah. Yep. The California teams: Minnesota, Vegas, Arizona, St. Louis, Colorado. Okay. Vegas, Colorado, St. Louis. I think you can chalk those in. Those are those are playoff yes. teams. 100%. Um, that last spot, it's probably Minnesota, Arizona, San Jose. I'm, I'm going to give the edge to Arizona. I would pick the Yotes, too. They've, uh, it seemed, you know, they've turned the corner lately, too. I like their goaltending with yeah. uh, Kemper and Ranta. They have some young guys that are, this is, this is go time for them, right? Yeah, they've turned the corner from, can they turn the corner? I guess I'm saying from a pretender to a contender because you know they've they've shocked some people lately, and you know they they've got a decent roster. Yeah, I they've mean, got some they've got some young talent. That's you know they've got. I think Kessel's still out there. Um, not about Kessel. They had Taylor Hall. Remember they traded for him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I kind of like. Uh, Let's see who they got. Oh, they. Um... Well, they got Kessel on the roster, but Kessel, Taylor, Clay, Taylor Clayton Hall's off. Yeah, yeah. Clayton T- Keller, Taylor Hall's in Buffalo. Clayton Keller, Phil Kessel, Connor Garland. Um, ah, fuck, man, Christian Dvorak. I mean, Nick, no, Nick, their, their defense is pretty stacked, though. Yes, their D with. Got Jarmelson, uh, Chikorin, Gawagowski, yep. Ekman Larson. Like, yep. Yeah. This this that team, I think that team can make some noise. Yep. Their their defense and their um their goaltending is their strength. And it can they get enough out of their you know, their their forwards, but um you know, they got some vets. Derek Broussard is thirty three, but that's a pretty young roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Arizona. But for the most part, yeah, that's kind of a three-headed monster with Vegas, Colorado, and St. Louis. I 100%. feel like I think, yeah. but but would I be surprised if any of those other teams outgunned Arizona to get that last spot? Yeah, if Minnesota got hot and yeah, um, or San Jose for sure. Interesting team to keep an eye on out there is L.A. Man, they've just like restockpiled with high draft picks the last few years, and like they still have like Kopitar and Dowdy. Jonathan Quick, like they still have all these guys from those Stanley Cup teams from like five, six years ago. It's crazy. Yeah, and it seems like every we get like a three, four every three, four years, LA is all of a sudden a contender again. Yeah, it'll be interesting because they have weren't the, who did they draft? Did they draft Quinton Byfield? 
this past year? Sounds right. I'm trying to remember, but 2020 NHL draft. I'm trying to think because Lafreniere obviously went first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it was, oh, yeah, it was Quentin Byfield. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Byfield won second. Yeah. Stutzel went to Ottawa. He had a ridiculous world junior, I guess. Um, and, you know, the one that, the other one that's really stuck out was, I don't know if they drafted him this year, was Trevor Zegris for. Yeah, um, that kid. That kid had a, a pretty, for, you know, you know what's fun to see is all the, I, I like seeing all the Canadian American guys. Yeah. Like you're seeing this takeover in the NHL. Yeah. There's, yes, there's a lot of European talent out there, but some of the best talent in the NHL is like, it's profoundly Canadian American. Yeah. Like Zegris is like, he, he left world juniors and flew out and was trying out with, um, Anaheim. you know, it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. Like, sorry, humble brag here. My, my nephew is kind of like in the early stages of what these kids go through. Yeah. Jake, he's, right. Yeah. He's so he's yeah. signed. He's signed with Jamie Ben's agent right now. Oh, that's fucking dope. Yeah, so like that's how you know he's kind of a player. He's he's actually I think he's had phone calls with Michigan State, a few other colleges, but it sounds like he's going uh, he's going to to do a, the junior thing for a couple of years first. Oh, is he really? Yeah, it's just it's kind of like the quicker route to get noticed and get. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're putting up thirty goals at Michigan State or or you know. Killing, yeah, I, the ju- killing the entire junior league, like where are you going to get noticed more? Right. It's definitely going to be QMJH. It was a QMJHL and it was a Qu- Quebec major juniors and yep. like OHL. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's got some interest. Sounds like from, from what's up, what's the one in Michigan here? Muskegon. Uh, isn't it? Um, Plymouth Whalers, right? Yeah. There's a couple in Michigan. Like, I don't know. I heard today. Sar- I, Sarnia. I heard, I heard I heard some of the hot spots Jake might end up as his oh, to get Saginaw Spirit. Yeah, you got them. But there's there's so many man, there's so many levels of hockey, it's insane. But uh I think but he's it, gonna be he's a, gonna be playing juniors a couple years, then I think he's going college. I don't know. It, like isn't Saginaw Spirit like one of the only like like United USA teams in the OHL? It's like are Sag- they OHL? Are they OHL? They were. Okay, so I think the team. Yeah, yeah, they are. That, that was I think I think the Plymouth Whalers moved yep. to to the Saginaw Spirit. Okay, yeah, or something the, goofy like that. Yeah, the OHL. It's pretty much all Canadian teams except for like like Erie, um, Sa- uh, Saginaw, and I think yeah, Pl- uh, Plymouth. Okay, and the rest are all Canadian teams. Yeah, but there's yeah, there's talk Jake might be in some kind of draft for one of these junior teams, so it's pretty sweet. No shit, dude. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's got you know, he the, the funny we were talking about him tonight. The funny thing is he's like immediately one of the most talented players on the ice. You see it. This hockey IQ and his his hands. He just needs to bulk up. He's a little behind on it. He he needs to like put on 20, 30 pounds. Just a little too slender. Oh yeah, he's tall though, right? He's still growing. Yeah, dude, he's he's he might have he might have like I'm six foot even. He might be taller than me now. Wow. So, and what is he a winger? 
Yeah, he's a forward. Yep. Awesome. Well, we will be following his career with great interest. So we have an in potentially in like, I don't know, five years at a top NHL draft pick on Dad's Gone Wild. Oh my God. Did you imagine? We'll have like 20 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no, your brother would bring in a and lot. Half of, and, half of them, and half of them would be family. Or Jake, yeah. yeah. No, that, that would be, God, that'd be sick. That'd be so awesome. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it sounds like he's got a pretty nice uh, opportunity in front of him. That's pretty sweet. You don't, oh, you definitely. Just, that's pretty rare. Yeah, it's cool to see. Awesome. Um, well, speaking of Canadian Hockey Leagues, the North Division is the Canadian Division, basically. You've got <clears throat> only Canadian teams, and the Canadian teams are, I mean, it's pretty stacked. I mean, outside of the, you know, there really aren't any, I don't know, man. I mean, Ottawa's well, like the only bad team in that division. I Yeah, like all these teams were in the playoffs except, what, Edmonton and Winnipeg? No, no, Ottawa and Edmonton, or Ottawa and Winnipeg. Right? No, the Jets. No, the Jets did make it last year. Yeah, the Jets got knocked out first round. So you had yeah, Calgary was a playoff team, right? Calgary, Montreal, Vancouver, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Toronto, all well qualifiers, right? Yeah. Ottawa was not in. So Winnipeg got knocked out qualifying round. Toronto got knocked out qualifying round. Um, Edmonton lost to the Blackhawks, right? Mm -hmm. Vancouver, they beat Ve- they upset Vegas. Yeah, I think I think Vancouver makes it again. You know, Toronto. I think you look at you. You'd say I think that Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver would be my shoe ins. Mm-hmm. And then, fuck man, it's hard to pick against Edmonton because of McDavid and Drysaddle, but it's also the Jets. <sighs> yeah, I think the Jets overall have more talent. But what about Calgary though? They just signed Markstrom. I mean, they've got they've got a pretty decent lineup with. I mean, they're dude, up the middle. They are one of the most talented. They're one of the deepest rosters up the middle with, uh, like you said, Kachuk, um, Michael Backlund, and who is, who else is their fucking center? But they got Gaudreau. They got Lindholm. Oh, Sean Mon- Monahan. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, and defensively. You know, Mark Giordano won the Norris a couple years ago. Didn't have a great season last year. Um, Rasmus Anderson, I guess, is a guy that they're looking to step up and be on that top pairing with him, I think. So they got, got Lucic in there still, eh? Lucic. Elias, oh, they got they have Elias Lindholm. Forgot that name. Yeah, yeah, Lindholm, Monahan, Gaudreau. Um, yeah, definitely. No, I think we're in agreement that those that you have you have Toronto, Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal. I think all make it, and then those that last spot. It's gonna be a fight. I like Winnipeg too. I think. I mean, Hellebuck. He's probably the best goalie in the league right now, arguably. So it's it's tough to, you know, it's tough to to bet against that. And you know, they have some pretty pretty. Hey, can we? Is that him snoring? Do you hear some rhythmic breathing? <laughs> He's this out. You have you have to like this has to be incorporated into the podcast. Somehow. Oh, 
I'm not, I'm not cutting this at all. <laughs> I wish there was a way for me to like turn his like turn like his microphone up. <laughs> oh man, that is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, God. Awesome. So, who would be your Cup final then? Like, I, I mean, for me, it's Tampa Bay's in, right? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to pick against Tampa. It really everybody's is. everybody's going Tampa Bay, Colorado, or Tampa Bay, Vegas. I I was real high on Colorado last year, so yeah. I think I'm sticking. <sighs> who's in that? Who's in that for Colorado? Grubauer. That's really their only question mark. And a lot of the people, a lot of people were talking over the, in the off season is if would Colorado make a move to get a goalie. But they seem think, to, they seem pretty content with Grubauer and maybe Francis, unless yeah, the you know not gonna, maybe not getting not going to get it done. I so I think I think that that's I I, I think it's going to be Vegas's year. I'm going to go with Vegas. Vegas Vegas over Tampa. Okay. Yep. Andy confirmed. You like that, Andrew? Yes. Sounds like Darth, Darth Vader just breathing over there in the corner. Oh, man. Some people just weren't laid out for life on the road. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I I mean, you can't go wrong with Vegas or Colorado. I think in Tampa Bay, I think that would be it. I think that's a very likely scenario for the Cup. And I heard on NHL Network Radio, Mike Rupp, he was like, I think Tampa Bay's going back to back. He's like, that just that roster, even without Kucherov, is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really are. So, but yeah, should be fun, man. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this has been a good time. Thanks for thanks for joining, Bud. And anytime, it's always good to talk some hockey. Hell yeah, we'll we'll touch base again later and talk some more hockey as the season progresses. But uh, yeah, this was fun for sure. Thanks for joining. Hundred percent. Hey, Andrew, good to talk to you, Bud. Yes. Andy, take care, bud. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hit the, hit the subscri- subscribe button, and we are out. Later. Later.